there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing good. We're getting that much closer to Thanksgiving, and I'm so excited. Actually, today, Jeremy, my husband, and I are having a mini Thanksgiving. It's a tradition we started about a year or two ago, where we get one of those turkey rolls, and I made, so I have cooking right now, some green bean casserole, and I just made some honey cornbread, <clears throat> and we're going to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for dinner. That's kind of been our tradition, and I look forward to it every year. We've already watched the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and we've watched the Garfield Thanksgiving, which is also on a yearly rotation. But one movie in particular that I've seen as a teenager, and it I think it's perfect for this time of year, is 1993's Son-in-Law with Polly Shore. This movie is so hilarious. And it's one of the few movies out there that's set around Thanksgiving. So here's the synopsis on IMDb for Son-in-Law. Having gotten a taste of college life, a drastically changed farm girl returns home for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving break with her best friend, a flamboyant party animal who is clearly a fish out of water in a small farm town. I can't believe this has got a low rating on IMDb. It's got a 5.8 out of 10. This movie does have a connection to Wonder Years, though, because it has... Carla, is it Gugino, who plays Rebecca Warner. She played Sandy in season five, uh, the Triangle episode, with she was dating Wayne, and then she and Kevin kind of hooked up on the side, and she ends up, spoiler alert, breaking up with Wayne because she wants to be with Kevin. Yeah. Another familiar face, aside from Polly Shore... This is gonna, I think this is like one of the main Polly Shore movies I've watched. I never saw Encino Man. I never watched Biodome. But anyway, another familiar face you might recognize Lane Smith, who plays Rebecca Warner's, or for the most part of the movie, Crawl calls her Becca. Um. Yeah, Lane Smith plays Walter Warner. If you guys are familiar with, is it 1991 or 92's Mighty Ducks? I'm trying to think when it came out. Mighty Ducks. 92. Okay, so this son-in-law would have made, been made a year after that. Another familiar face, guys. If you were a kid of the 90s, all the sports movies, you got your Mighty Ducks, you got your Sandlot, you got your Rookie of the Year. We got a Sandlot alum whose face is on a lot of those You're Killing Me Smalls shirts because he's the one that uttered that most popular phrase, You're Killing Me Smalls. person, of course, that I'm talking about is Patrick Renna, who plays Zach Warner, Rebecca's little brother. And this, I believe, was the same year that The Sandlot was released in 1993. We do have a couple R.I.P.s. Lane Smith, who passed away in 2005. Mason Williams plays Grandpa, so plays um, 
Walter's father. Oh my goodness. He actually, uh, Mason Adams passed away a couple months prior to Lane Smith passing away. Oh my goodness. If you guys are a fan of Ferris Bueller, um, the lady who plays Rebecca's mother, Connie Warner, in Son-in-Law, played Ferris's mother in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh my goodness. So many familiar faces in this movie. Also, another familiar... Oh, we got a couple more familiar faces, guys. Um, one of which, if you guys grew up in the 80s, Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski... Tiffany Amber Thiessen played Kelly Kapowski. She plays Tracy in this movie. This movie, guys, chock full of familiar faces. Another person, Dan Gauthier, who I recognized from, you know, this movie, but he was in another show that I podcasted before, Punky Brewster. I believe he was in season... Three of Punky Brewster. Excuse me, my bad. No, he was in season four, episode two, entitled Crushed. Punky has a crush on an older boy. This movie was directed by Steve Rash, R-A-S-H, not R-A-S-C-H, which was my maiden name. All right. Oh my goodness, this guy directed... Let's see what else he did. But the Buddy Holly story, that movie is so good. What's Under the Rainbow? What's that one? Oh, eh. I thought it had something to do with, like, um, The Wizard of Oz and uh, Judy Garland, but it doesn't. Um, Can't Buy Me Love, directed that one in 1987, 93. Uh, a movie with Whoopi Goldberg called Eddie, which I've never seen. Uh, good advice. Xenon Z3, which is that Xenon girl of the whatever century um one of the directed video bring it a couple of the bring it on films um a sequel to road trip uh and something called crooked arrows which i've never seen that was in 2012 let's jump into some trivia here early in the film crawl sings about the hungry man tv dinner he is about to eat mason adams who plays the grandfather was a voiceover announcer at the time the film was released. Alright, cool, cool. Cameo, Brendan Fraser, Link, his character from Encino Man, 1992. Crawl sees Link at a party dressed as he appeared in the last scene of the movie and says, great costume. Link eats a f plastic frog and walks away as Crawl tries to figure out where he knows him from. It says, nah, implying that Link and Crawl had met before. Really? Flea, the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist, plays a tattoo artist, which um, I recognized a um, much older version of Flea in the movie Boy Erased that came out, I believe it was last fall, that had Lucas Hedges in it, which is uh, based on a book. Let's see. Ashley Judd auditioned for the role of Rebecca. Um, well, I don't know, guys. What do you think? I I can't see Ashley Judd in that role. I don't know why, but I can't see her in that role. Let's see. Crawl was originally named Snake in the first draft of the script. I like Crawl better. Because, you know, when I think Snake, I think of Snake from The Simpsons. Carla Giugino Becca... 
already had the butterfly tattoo prior to filming, so it was co- incorporated into the script. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Travis was originally named Chad, but was changed when shooting began. The original setting in the early drafts of the script was Fargo, North Dakota. A poster of Billy Ray Cyrus from his debut 1992 album, Some Gave All, can be seen on Rebecca's wall in her room. Well, I'm going to be looking for that. Does that mean her room room at home or her room as in her dorm at college? Lane Smith and Mason Adams also worked together in Murder, She Wrote. Alright, cool, cool. Ooh, we got some goofs. It is supposed to be Thanksgiving, yet it is apparently not fall slash winter in South Dakota. When Carl is caught in the barn and chases Rebecca into the house, Mrs. Warren hasn't started. Is it Warren or Warner? I could have sworn it was. It says Warner. Why does it say Warren here in the, uh, the goofs? Anyway, she hasn't started cooking the turkey yet. Carl then leaves and is picked up by Tracy, and shortly after that, Mrs. Warren is serving the turkey. While Becca is speaking of the employee in the tattoo parlor, the location of the teardrop tattoos on the employee's face changes from side to side between cuts. When Crawl and Rebecca first meet, he videotapes her from the door to her dorm room. In the following shot, we see a black and white shot from the point of view of his camera. Not only does it come from a significantly different location in the room, but also Rebecca is looking well off screen when she should be looking directly into the camera. After Zach explains to Crawl the rules of his room, Crawl picks up Zach's sandwich from the desk and says, I'm taking this back, and he is holding both sandwiches. However, when he makes the tooth fairy threat, Crawl is again holding only one sandwich. In the scene towards the end, right after Travis leaves, Zach is holding up his right fist and making hand gestures after Tracy sits down next to him. The camera cuts to a different area of the room, but when it goes back to Zach, he is making the hand gestures with his left fist instead. Ooh, crew or equipment visible. When Crawl arrives in South Dakota and is chasing the chickens, he almost runs into the pen where the bull is. When he encounters the bull, a wire can be seen pulling on the bull's horns to make his head move. I'll have to look for that too. Revealing mistakes. In the scene where Crawl drives a harvester, one shot has the harvester's model numbers and backwards caused, caused by the film being clearly inverted during editing. Alright, cool. I gotta be honest, guys, I saw this movie probably when I was about 11 or 12, which is right around when the movie came out. Actually, honestly, now that I think about it, I probably was probably about 12, 13 at the time. I never saw it in the theater. Um, And, of course, there were probably some stuff in the movie that might have went a little over my head. Like when Becca's father, I'm just going to call her Becca. Her father meets Crawl for the first time, and he's having an issue with the getting the lock on the trunk that they brought with them that has all their stuff in it. He wants to get it opened. So he goes to the residential advisor, which is directly across the hall from Rebecca's dorm, says, I need a screwdriver. Granted, Crawl is hanging upside down by those... Um, Type of, uh, what are they, like, metal, like, boots that, gravity boot or some type of boots that I guess are supposed to help you. Anyway, and Troll says, I'm fresh out of vodka. I had no idea that a screwdriver was called, you know, also a drink, not just a, a tool. 
So I never really understood, like, what is he talking about? Why is he mentioning vodka when he's asking for a screwdriver? But, uh, yeah. But this movie, guys, this is so fun. I just, I thought, I want to cover this for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have fun. I hope you guys have fun listening to this. I really want to try to keep it well under three hours, maybe over two. I might skip over a couple things, but nothing... Anything really great and important, I'm definitely going to get to. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into Son-in-Law. Everyone have a wonderful and amazing Thanksgiving. I hope I hope it's great for you. I hope if you go Black Friday shopping or, you know, on Thursday after Thanksgiving dinner that you guys find some awesome deals, that you don't get, you know, hurt. Or any of that stuff. Because you know how that kind of thing can be. Everyone's in a rush. Everyone's most likely going to the same place that you are. And it's just. It's, it's craziness. But just. Thanksgiving is a time just to be with family. And just enjoy each other's company. And just to be thankful that everyone's. Just there. And you know. Missing the people that aren't there that you wish could be there and everything. And just enjoying delicious food and letting that trip to fans sit in and taking an NAP. So, okay, let's do this. I'm looking on IMDb here at all the different locations they shot at. Um, is it Vasilia? California? Wasco? Wasco? California? Graduation scene is at Baldwin Park, California. And we also have California State University, which is in Los Angeles, so. Yep, the movie's set in South Dakota, but whatever. The movie opens with some aerial shots of around the town, and now we move to the graduation. So we cut to the soon-to-be graduates sitting in the seats here waiting to be called up. We got... Travis right next to Tracy and he's making a jerking off motion with his diploma. No way at 11 or 12 would I have even known what he was doing. I mean I get it because the principal or whoever this man who's making a speech is talking about he's referring to the graduates as butterflies waiting to take off in flight to what we know is his life. Like, oh, shut up. I once had to sit through a graduation speech at, I'm not sure which nephew's graduation it was, but something about a squirrel and a nut. And I'm like, are you bullshitting me? Because this is fucking garbage. Who approved that speech? So Rebecca Warner is the valedictorian of her class. And I gotta say, I'm wondering, is she wearing... So what's a wig? Is it the brown hair in the beginning, or is it the blonde bob that she has throughout the rest of the movie? While Beck is up there making her speech, talking about change, asking, are we ready for it? We flash to the parents in the audience watching. Just They're so proud of their daughter, their eldest child, being valedictorian. I mean, you know that Zach is not gonna... He's not gonna hit that point. He just... <laughs> I don't know. He's like 12. He, he might change things around once he gets to high school. But as you're going along to 
the dad and the mom, you're seeing Lane Smith's name pop up, then Cindy Pickett. Mason Adams as Pop Pop or Grandpa or Grampy or whatever they call him, uh, Becca calls him. Patrick Renna is Zach, who's making some weird-ass motions with his- Is he flicking her off? He's doing a double middle finger salute to her while pushing up his nose and pulling back his lips to reveal his- Is he making a pig face? What's going on here? Why did they bring Theo? Theo is like the farmhand that works on um, the Warner's farm. Why the hell is he there? You're not a member of the family. I mean, maybe they see him as one, but still. It's like, he's pulling an Uncle Frank from Home Alone 2 right now. Where he's asleep. Like, you jerk. Apparently he's played by Dennis Berkeley. We cut back to the graduates. Listening to the speech, we got Dan Gauthier. Who plays Travis and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who plays Tracy. Oh, you know that Travis and Tracy are have been fucking behind uh, Becca's back. Come on, the way that she looks at him when he's like all whooping it up for his girlfriend up there, Becca. It's like, no, they're fucking. I mean, when I, I mean, if you've seen the movie, I mean, he is taking on Tracy from behind in, um, well, Becca's off at, at California, but I'll get to that. So now we cut to the family picture out here on the lawn. Of course, this is before cell phones, so you just got the 35 mil. You don't get to see what the picture looks like after you take it. You gotta wait till it's developed. So, Dan and Grandpa here don't get along, which isn't that surprising. We got Zach on the ground playing his game board. It's like, come on, we all want to take a picture, damn it. So they just have Travis take the picture. And of course, Becca's father's like, hey, Travis, you ever uh, use one of these things? And Grandpa is just like, come on, babe, you just pushed a button and there you go. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> He's a sweetheart, this Grandpa. He really, really is. And Becca's dad is just like, look, I'm just trying to get a good one, damn it. Well, Becca's dad's name is Walter. So this is the picture that was taken. We got Zach try pretending to hang himself with his tie. Grandpa's the only one that's smiling because you got mom trying to fix Becca's hair. It's like, mom, mom, it's fine, it's fine. And you see dad on the end there saying, hey, Travis, you know how to work one of these things? Do you push the button yet? And we're in Becca's room. We do have her dad saying, you know, California is a long way off just to go to school. You don't have to go way out there if you don't want to. You can just go someplace local. It seems like if she wants to reconsider just going to state instead of going way out to California. And Becca's like, no, Dad, I want to do this. And he's telling her, like, honey, I don't think I've prepared you for what all you're going to meet out there when you get out to California. You know, it's almost like... He feels like he's kept her in a bubble all these years because she's got her nightgown on. It's one that goes all the way down to your feet. So, and he just sees her as his little girl who's never had sex, which, who knows? She probably has, she probably hasn't. We're going to see that in the barn in just a hot second. Oh, is he trying to have a sex talk with her? Because he's like, well, the boys there in California are, di are different than the boys here. 
they're uh hey, you can't get it out and she basically daddy you trying to tell me not that i shouldn't be having sex out there in california like i mean she doesn't sound like that but uh basically that's what she's like dad are you trying to tell me that i shouldn't be having sex when i go to college and he, the look on his face is what uh, uh, no i um what <laughs> She just kisses him like, Daddy, don't worry. I will be fine. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about me. I'm a big girl now. I can take care of myself. So her dad leaves. She takes off the nightgown, which was just a ruse because she's got a button-up shirt, of course, so it can be unbuttoned, and a skirt underneath because she's going to go make out with Travis. In the barn of all places. Who wants to have sex in a barn? They're in the hay. Or the straw or whatever. That, ugh. So, basically what's going on here is Rebecca doesn't want to give up her V-card to Travis. Not yet, anyway. She's telling him, slow down. He's all like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? She's like, I just want it to be right. And he's like, but you're leaving tomorrow. You're going to be gone for three months. What if everything changes? And she's like, nothing is going to change. It's going to be fine. The dude, what are you... I think just the fact that he wants to take her virginity is what's going on here. He pretty much has it all planned out. Like, don't worry, I'll go off to college, you're gonna work at the co-op, we'll see each other every single every single vacation, so, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, so on and so forth. Spring break. She tells him, when I'm done, as in when I graduate, we will be together, we'll get married, we'll start our family here on the farm. So he makes her promise that they'll be together when all this college nun stuff is put behind them. And she pretty much is just making, I mean, gosh, you can just, you don't have to have intercourse. You, there is such a thing as dry humping and rubbing up against each other with your clothes on. But whatever. That guy, he ain't gonna wait for her. Becca, I mean, this guy's already a slime ball. He's pressuring her into having sex when she is not about ready to have sex. She wants to go to college with her virtues intact. Alright, now it's a moving day. Going out to the big old L.A. from South Dakota. Old dad here is packing the truck and his dad's like, Hey, Junior, that's no way to pack a truck. These bags should be back here. Like, Dad, I know how to pack a truck. Like, okay, guys, we get it. You don't see eye to eye. We're going to see that also with Zach and... Dad's name. I don't want to just keep calling him the dad. It's um Walter. It's Walter. Walter Warner. Wow, that is try saying that five times fast. Looks like it's gonna be a bit of a trip there. I want I'm gonna look it up. I wanna see how far it is to because they're driving there from South Dakota to Los Angeles. The mom's got all her magazines, a bunch of stuff, you know, because it's gonna be a long car, right? You're gonna want you know, some stuff to read. Wow. Well, I'm, <laughs> imagine they're going to, like, stop somewhere. Because it's a 23-hour drive in light traffic. 1,494 miles. Oh, my goodness gracious sake. And they got a big old truck there, too. So you know that's going to be... That's going to be plenty of stops for gas and stuff like that. Becca's got the coolest room. It's almost like a tower. The way that it... And it's looks like it's cut off from, like, the rest of the house. Wait, maybe it's not a bedroom. Is that a bedroom? 
no, that's not a bedroom. That's like a um a hideout or a a, a girl's playhouse. It's really cool looking. Because it's got a little balcony on it, and it's got, like, a door that you go up, and it's got, like, stairs and stuff. It's really, really cool looking. This is where she puts all her treasures in her horses. Her She loves the horse figurines, because she brings one of them with her to college. Which, definitely, if you're, especially if you're going out of state to college and stuff, you want some stuff that reminds you of home. Grandpa's not going with them, of course, because there's next to no room in the... She's got how much? But then again, that's gotta not only just be her stuff, that's probably their stuff too because they're gonna stop somewhere for the night, I'm sure. You know that Walter's not gonna let his wife drive his truck. This is so cute as Becca just kisses her thumb, presses it against the back of the truck window. She's got her horse there, which we see later that Grandpa likes to whittle, like, figurines and, you know, characters and animals out of wood. So he probably did that for her. Zach is already complaining. They're not even out of the driveway yet. And he's like, how long until we get there? And his mom's like, two days, Zach, so you might as well relax. That's why she brought all those magazines and books and whatever. Did they bring any road trip snacks? I bet she probably, like, cooked the night before and just have a bunch of stuff just all ready to go for them. They can, like, stop at, like, rest stops and picnic tables and just have lunches and stuff like that. And of course, Zach's like, shit. And his mom's like, what did you say? He's like, I said shoot. So, Walter turns out of the driveway onto the road, and Connie, the mother, is already like, honey, isn't this a long way? He's like, hey, you want to drive? And she's like, that's, that's, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, they get hit with a lot of damn traffic. Like, what the fuck? Like, what did you expect? And as right after Zach says, next stop, sunny California, boom, we are hit with bumper-to-bumper traffic. Connie's screaming at her husband to stop because he's probably yelling at Zach or whoever, not looking at the road. It's like, someone slammed on their brakes in front of you, you're gonna rear-end them. You don't want to tell California people that's how South Dakota people drive. Come on now. They're all screaming at each other. My god. Alright, now we're at the school as we hear a man on the PA say all freshmen must report for registration by 6pm. If you don't register, you don't exist. Look at those palm trees. They're huge. So Zach and Becca are fighting. And she, I'm not going to talk to you anymore for the rest of the promo. They're, they're basically at the school. He's just trying to find a place to park. And Walter, classic dad move when you're on a trip. You kids don't stop bickering. i got to turn this truck around and go straight home. It's like, you're pretty much already at the school. So enough with the empty idle threats. And Zach's like, hey, dad, you don't have to freak. Speaking of freak, freaks, hey, how you doing? As he shouts out the window. It's like, dude. I get it. Zach has no filter. He's a teenage boy that just says whatever he wants, whenever he wants. You're making South Dakota look bad. You know that, Zach. Oh, looks like they switched seats because we got Zach riding shotgun. And we got Connie in the back next to uh, Becca. I see where Zach gets the no filter from. Because now we got Walter saying, hey, look at that idiot. What, the, the skinhead walking in front of you? Who are you looking at? It's 1993. We do have a little bit of grunge going on here. Are there a group of people playing, playing rollerblade hockey in the middle of the uh, parking area? Or are they playing hacky sack? I, someone's on a skateboard. 
And Zach's like, hey, great school, Rebecca. Do you have to have a lobotomy to get in here? I'm like, shut up, kid. You ain't even gonna wear a college show. Huh. Zach's wearing a shirt. The, the front of it says, seduce me. I can't see what the rest of it says. We'll, we'll probably see it in a bit. Bonnie's trying to, like, get people out of her way because they are bringing Rebecca's luggage through. A big, giant trunk that Walter's on one end, Zach's on the other, and he's too busy. Zach's looking at the hot girls that walk past, and he drops the trunk, and it's like, what the hell, Zach? And Rebecca's like, you need to do your share. And he's like, hey, look, I'm not an errand boy, okay? I'm not a bellhop. And Walter's like, look, if you don't help out, you're not going to Disneyland, so knock it off. Oh, it says seduce me, and then in smaller letters it says please. Now Connie's starting in on Walter saying, don't yell at your son in public, and Becca just like, can we please just get to my room? It's like, she wants to get away, she wants you guys to get out of there so she can at least breathe, because it's just, ugh. So, Connie gives the big suitcase, flowered suitcase, to Walter, saying, Oh, I'm sorry, kids. Your father's just out of his element. I will take the trunk. We got someone walking, some father walking with, like, a 10-year-old kid on their shoulders. That kid can walk on his own. He does not need to be on your shoulders. So many family or people there with their kids. It's just, they're all kind of looking at... These people, like, screaming at each other, like, oh my gosh. So now we are going down the hallway, finding Becca's room, and we got loud music, we got a Coke machine. The hallway is just filled with people, and they're trying to make their way. We got somebody who's just walking around in just a towel, which somebody takes. Now the person is all natural, and they're... Their dinghy is showing and flopping around, and, and Mother just looks like, whoa. Connie just pushed some guy. I don't know whether he's a faculty member or why he'd be in the dorms, but uh, she just pushed some guy in a suit in, into a doorway. Yeah, the guy who's got just a towel on has got a bunch of tattoos on his body, and he's got long hair. So yeah, someone rips that guy's towel off and... Connie is just, like, hand to her chest, like, oh my god. And Walter's just like, oh, damn, what the hell kind of school is this? And Walter's like, oh, honey, this is the opportunity you wanted for your daughter? Like, naked people running around, butts showing, ding-dongs flapping around? So they finally get to the room, and of course, one side is already made up because she has a roommate. Zach wheels in that suitcase on wheels and just tosses this cardboard box. Who knows what's in it? He just tossed it at the bed and it fell to the floor. It's like, what the fuck? And this is where, when Walter and Connie come in, we see across the hall the resident advisor. And Walter notices that and like, hey, at least she's going to be across the hall from somebody who's in charge. Okay, Zach, you are a pervert. Why are you going through your sister's undergarments, pulling out her white cotton briefs? He, what teenage boy is into sifting through his sister's underwear and bras? But it gets worse because he goes over to, we haven't met the roommate yet, but he starts going through her underwear drawer, taking out a bra, putting it over his ears. Like, I can't hear you, Dad. Like, you, 
this kid is, he's got no filter. He's, he's a little troll boy. It's just, dude. Oh, a kitten poster. Oh. He pulls out a red thong out of the, the girl, the roommate's dresser. What in the fuck? Has he, has uh, Rebecca, has Becca met the roommate yet? Maybe not yet. They don't have a key to open this trunk, which leads Walter to have to go across the hall to the resident advisor to get a screwdriver. Okay, so they clearly have not met yet. As Carol comes in, she's the new roommate. Of course, Rebecca has her bra in Carol's bra in hand because that couldn't keep his fucking fingers out of her dresser drawer. Of course, Connie jumps right in there, shaking Carol, saying, like, Oh, I know you two are just going to be the best of friends. And Becca's like, Mom, please. Ugh. Look at that dinky-ass computer. <laughs> so 90s. Okay, extends her hand to shake Carol's hand. And, of course, out comes the bra. Where's the bra come from? Like, what? She's probably, oh, that's my bra. What are you doing with it? Rebecca kind of is like, oh, I think it's like a law or something that your family has to embarrass you on the first day. And Zach says, I think it's Murphy's, like Murphy's law. Like, oh, God. So Becca wants to get her family the fuck out of that room. Like, can you please stop embarrassing? Like, ah, I guess that's it. I guess you guys should get off and head out. He's like, oh, no, no, I gotta go find a screwdriver so I can get this trunk open for you. It's like, she can do that shit herself. But you know the dad wants to make sure everything's perfect for her. So we see part of this room as Walter opens it. We see on the back of the door says a, there's a bumper sticker that said who killed JFK. We see another one on the wall that says dare to keep the CIA off drugs and a bunch of other stuff. Do a scan of the room as Walter is calling out, hello, hello, like nobody's there. It's like, well, if nobody's there, clearly just shut the door. We do see... A computer monitor bigger than the one in Becca's room that has the word crawl on it. And there's also a hammock, like a makeshift bed. This room is so cool. He's also got a lava lamp. So, crawl appears from the ceiling. And Lane... Lane? <laughs> Walter is, like, so surprised that he ends up shutting himself inside the room with crawl. And he's like, oh, I need a, uh, a a screwdriver. And Carl's like, oh, sorry, fresh out of vodka. And you see his body, you know, he's shirtless. And his body, I don't know if that's sweat or it's like oil or something like that. He's just like glistening with his crazy, wild head of curls just all over the place. So we see what Walter sees as he looks up and sees that Crawl's got those like gravity boots, but he's wearing like moose slippers. Those are so moose or reindeer slippers. I don't know which, but they're just really cool. And yeah, he says, I need a real screwdriver to open up my daughter's trunk. And at the words daughter, Crawl's like, ooh, you have a daughter. Is she hot? Crawl also has no filter. And the de Walter is just, he definitely is out of his element here. He's like, oh, what? what? <laughs> well, of course, like, oh, don't worry, I'll keep a special eye on your daughter. My name's Crawl. Like, um. And he tells him, I'm the resident, resident advisor. Like, oh boy. And Walter's like, oh, shit. And Walter makes 
good. He he gets out of there ASAP. He's like, ah, and Carl's like, hey, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> Walter comes back just completely flushed. He's like, oh my god, my daughter's not living across the hall from some hoo-ha. And they're all looking at him like, what in the hell just happened? So Connie's trying to calm him down, and he's, Walter's like, I don't like this co-ed business. Are you going ugh, whatever. Well, Kara wants to get back in a room, and here is, we discover her girlfriend. Her girlfriend, Lisa. Again, we bring up the bra. Why do you still have it? This is not like a Victoria's Secret bra. This is one of those plain Jane beige colors that is so plain and and Carol did say her girlfriend apparently none of this family has seen a lesbian in real life because the reaction that we get from them is like they're from Mars like what alien ship dropped you off in this college like what in the hell we get a shot of Becca's parents and the dad is just like, what in the fuck? And the Connie's mouth is like, her mouth is like on the floor like, what? And Zach, of course, no filter Zach has to come over. Dad, do you have your camera handy? I get it, it's Carol's room too, but seriously, do you gotta make a big show of making out with your girlfriend? They're basically making out. That's not a goodbye kiss like peck on the lips, peck on the cheek. That's a... I'm sticking my tongue in your mouth, and we're making out. Basically making out in front of strangers. Now the family finally is like, alright, we got a, a long ways back. And Walter's like, hey, if you don't like it here, you can just go to state. And Connie's like, she's gonna love it, Walter. It'll be fine. And Zach is like, hey, give your, a, your uh, roommate a kiss for me, preferably with tongue. Like, Gross, go away. Alright, now we got Crawl going through the hallway with his handheld camcorder. And people are just being gross and stupid in the hallway. He sees Becca's room open, which is right across from his. He calls her fresh meat. And we see her, like, giving a little thumb kiss to her carved horse that her pappy gave her. So Becca at first has no idea that she's being recorded or she's on film. And Carl is just being kind of weird like, oh, undiscovered country. She turns around and he's like, show me love. And she just, the look at her face is like, uh, why are you catching me in a personal moment here? That camcorder is a Sony Handycam. And he tells her she's got charisma. Which I think this line comes back. He's wearing like a red Hugh Hefner robe. So he's got the little whatever handheld thing that's going to pop the trunk. Because he mentions, well I met your dad. And he said that you had an issue with your trunk that you needed it open. So... Becca looks at him with this gadget that looks like a set of players. She's like, oh, what's that thing in your hand? And she's like bracing herself almost like he's going to attack her with it. So he introduces himself as Crawl. He's like, let me guess. You're, you are Sally, Jesse, <laughs> Raphael. Like, uh, no, it's Rebecca. He's like, ah, Becca. So there the nickname sticks. It, 
definitely that's what he calls her. So he asks her where she's from, and she says, uh, South Dakota. And he turns this into some inbred joke. He's like, ah, so you're inbred. It's like, dude. And she, I don't think she knows what that means until he explains it. And then she's like, no, we are not inbred. Fresh off the farm. Oh my god, can't believe it. Becca just keeps looking at Crawl like she does not know what to make of this crazy person. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? And then he jumps in with the whole inbred thing. So you're inbred. She's like, uh, excuse me? He's like, yeah, you know, where your mom's your dad and your dad's your brother. Like, excuse what the fuck? Crawl! Again, hardly anybody in this family, in, in this movie, has a filter. Zack doesn't, Crawl doesn't, it's just like, good golly, Miss Molly. Oh, he calls her Prime USDA Choice Teriyaki. She's got her books, like, uh, like up against her chest, like, she's holding them like a shield. Like, don't, don't follow me, leave me alone, you freak me out. So, Becca's feeling lonely. She wants a taste of home, so she calls Travis on the payphone in the hallway and just says how much she misses him. And he's like, well, that's California for you. I mean, I tried to tell you. It's almost like he's making her feel guilty for going to school way out there. Like, she wanted to change a pace. She wanted to try something new and different, and she's doing that. Yes, it is scary, but then again... Change is scary for everybody, especially when it comes to going to a place that you've never been before and you don't know anybody out there. Yeah. But we see Rebecca studying outside because it's such a wonderful, beautiful day out in Cali. Uh, Crawl's watching her. We get some red-haired, dreadlocked person in a leather jacket. Comes up to Crawl, slings an arm around his shoulder, like, what's up, dick? And he's like, ah, don't touch me. So now it's Halloween, so it's only about a month before, less than a month actually, to Thanksgiving. It's a Delta Thai Phi whatever T-H-I Halloween bash is what the banner says. Actually, it looks like Felta. P-H-E-L-T. That's not even a real fucking word. So we get Crawl dressed as the Chiquita banana woman with a basket full of fruit on his head. He comes upon the Brendan Fraser Encino man guy who takes a plastic frog. I don't know what that's doing in Crawl's basket, but takes out a lighter, flames it, takes a bite out of it. We hear someone like, oh, gross! And Crawl just was like, who is this person? Ugh, ugh no. <laughs> So, Rebecca's just trying to get her laundry done. She's got it done. It's folded. It's in the laundry basket as she's taking it to her dorm. She gets stopped by some guy who's a cowboy and some guy who's a Native American. And like, oh, oh, let me guess who you're supposed to be. You're you're a laundry washer lady, right? You're like a, a maid or a housekeeper or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Apparently, in her dorm has become party central because her roommate and her girlfriend have decided to throw a bash. We got people sitting on her bed. We got some fat bastards sitting on her desk with her beautiful handmade that Pappy carved out of wood. The pony that she got. The fat fuck is sitting on her desk on the 
the horse, wooden horse that he carved for her, broken by his fat fucking ass. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to shame anybody, but it pisses me off because she is so upset and hurt, and that is her breaking point right there, that some careless piece of shit sat on it. How do you not feel that under your ass? It's got hooves. It's got points. It's gonna poke. And she's had enough, so she's like, that's it. I'm going to call home. I'm, I've had it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Oh, yeah, and right before she sees, you know, her broken horse, she is pissed. She tosses down that hamper to the point, kind of like getting her roommate's attention. The, the horse's whole leg has been broken off and is like sitting right next to it. So my guess is probably somebody like accidentally knocked it down from the shelf it was on. It broke and it just set it there and that fat guy is just sitting on it. I want to play this clip because the people in the room don't even seem that concerned. Like, oh, what, what? Oh, it's a little horsey thing. And you hear Carol say, Rebecca, I, and Becca's like, forget this. I'm done. But I want to play this. So the guy who sat on that horse is like, oh, sorry about that. And Rebecca just like puts a hand up like, I don't even, as she walks out of the room and she goes straight to that payphone. Comes up, sees her on the phone, and she's like, I'm I'm leaving. And Carl thinks, oh, you found a better party than this? As he, like, cups his Jaquita banana boobs. <laughs> um, corset, bra, boussier, whatever. She's like, no, no, I mean, I'm leaving school. I'm going home. And Carl intervenes here as he hangs up the phone on her. And she's like, what are you doing, Carl? He's like, I, 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 just, just, just give me a minute. Let me talk to you. And if you still want to make your phone call after I've had the conversation with you, I won't stop you and I won't step in your way. So Carl pretty much, he knows what's going on with her. He hit the nail right on the head. Like, let me get Because he kicks everyone out that's in his room. Why they're in there, who fucking knows? They just found an empty room to party in. So he's like, let me guess. You miss your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your dog. It's like basically everything you left at home, right? And she's like, sniffling, how do you know that? And he's like, here, look at this. He pulls, he must have planned this because he's got it right in his little Chiquita banana bra. He pulls out a picture of him when he was, I'm guessing, what, a freshman in college? He's walking on heels because he's walking very gingerly from the door to her where she's right around where his hammock bed is. He has to laugh at him because he's like wearing glasses. His hair isn't crazy wild yet. Like, you know. And she kind of laughs like, oh my gosh, this is you. It's like, this looks nothing like you. He's like, yeah, that was freshman year. And she's like, oh my god, you were such a nerd. And then she said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he says, that's Fred. So his real name is Fred, and then he just took on the persona of Crawl. Okay. So she asked, you know, what happened? And he said, well, sit down, I'll tell you a little story. You get a little backstory on Crawl. Basically says, tossed the spectacles, grew the dew, and guzzled some brew. 
And he's like, this is college, man. This must be like the best years of our lives. I thought that was what high school was. I think that is such a lie. I mean, maybe for some people you might consider it the best years of your lives, but it's pure hell for others. So I guess you basically just take school as it is, as it comes to you, whatever, you know. I mean, I definitely don't look at my high school years and think following, those were the best years of my life. They really weren't. So she asks, like, well, how many years have you been here? And he's like, six. He says, well, it's cool. I've majored in almost everything. Like, like what, everything? <laughs> and even after six years, he really still doesn't have a handle on what he wants to be or do with the rest of his life. But this guy is a fucking whiz when it comes to computers. Like, dude, just do that. Really, for Carl, college is all about having fun. He's not about settling down and pinpointing what he wants to do. Granted, he's not going to college on his dime. He's going to college probably on a stepdad's dime or a mom's dime. So, Carl, um, Becca kind of gets what Carl's coming across here as far as, I get what you're doing, I understand, but I just, I don't fit in here. Like, at all. And he asks her, he's like, how do you know? You're not even here now. You're still back there in South Dakota. And he flat out asks her, like, why'd you come here in the first place, Beck? Because you wanted to, you wanted a change. You wanted to try something new, right? And he says, well, how can you try anything new if you haven't even left campus yet? Yeah, she's pretty much going to her classes, staying in the dorm. She hasn't probably even really ventured out side of her, her, her campus yet and actually gotten out into the general populace. Like, get away from the college area and just see the sights. Go to the shops. You know, go to the beach. Just get out amongst yourself and just just wander around and just find out what you like and what comes you know natural to you. You'll find your niche. Everyone does eventually. They find out what makes them tit, what they like. So he basically was like, you had to mingle with the people, all right? What do you got to lose? So now we're going to go to the transformation of Rebecca from South Dakota to Becca of L.A. She is be leaving Rebecca behind in South Dakota and transforming into who we will know her as, as Becca for the rest of the movie. I love that Crawl is just wearing a black tank with a scarf. His outfit, he don't care who says. He, everybody there is dressing like what they want to dress like. And we got Becca pretty much coming, Rebecca coming with what she brought with her, which is a pink cardigan over a grayish brown button-up dress. It's really, it's plain, it's just not, and it's just really drab looking. And there's a woman that walks by with a blonde bob, you know, down to the, you know, shoulders. And she's like, oh, I want her hair. That guy just barked at her. And she's just like, ah! It sounded like a dog bark. And Rebecca's response is, ah. And Carl's like, hey, he's just mingling, is he? It sounds like he was trying to intimidate her, but whatever. Oh, he wants to take a picture of her. I'll take your picture. I have to take a picture. Yes, this is the before picture, and then we're going to get an after picture after the transformation has happened. He takes her into a shop. Like, first things first, wardrobe. Like, now you got your weasel wear. Ah, oh, 
he looks gorgeous. I love that dress. It's straight button down, just thin strapped red dress. Just cuts just below the baggy woo. Very pretty. I like it. And she just, she throws like, boom. If she had a match, she would light those old clothes on fire. That car pink cardigan and that drab dress. Because it's like, old me, gone. New me, here. This lady with the blonde hair just walks past. And Rebecca just turns to Carl like, I want her hair. She is so nervous sitting in the chair like, Because he's going to cut a good chunk of her hair off. The guy who cuts her hair cuts it off and holds it up like, ah! <laughs> You could have given that the locks of love. Was that around in 93? Or some semblance of it? Now we see full transformation Becca and Crawl on rollerblades because everyone was all about the rollerblades back in the early 90s. I had a pair of rollerblades that, um, I was in the country, so I really, other than the garage, I mean, where else did I have to use those rollerblades at? Um, the road, which, basically, the paved road that we, that I grew up on was the kind that just was really bumpy because of all the, st the stone mixture into the pavement. And then, of course, much later on, um... Once I got married in 07, they actually changed, they repaved that whole road. And the road, like, where my dad's house was after that hill, it used to be all dirt and they just paved the entire thing. Like, that would have been perfect for rollerblading. Granted, people would go down my dad's hill going like 60, 70 miles an hour, so that, yeah. Becca is just blonde, she's happy, she's got a bunch of necklaces, she's just living the life on the beach with Crawl, just rollerblading. She's she's good. She's not like Danny Tanner, who's probably never been on rollerblades, down a sidewalk, and he had to, like, grab the top of somebody's head to keep from falling. He's a pro. Neither is wearing a helmet, neither is wearing knee pads or elbow pads, but... They probably, oh, no, we don't need that stuff. Oh, it's Venice. So that's Venice Beach. As we see Venice spelled out in flowers, and there's also flowers that cr create a, um, a bike. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, she wants to get a tattoo. She's going to be even braver now. Carl does not want to go in here. She is, like, literally dragging him by the hand. And we get the first, come on, buddy. <laughs> well, she sees one guy working on this man's bald head getting that yellow smiley face that was so big in the 80s and 90s and it says underneath have a nice day and the guy kind of flinches and Becca of course is she's a little nervous like, oh, oh, oh. and she asks Flea the tattoo guy does it hurt and his answer is just it's better than a kick in the face with the golf shoe. So Becca, of course, asks Crawl's advice. Like, Crawl, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know. It's permanent. Of course, Becca's like, Crawl, I'm mingling. And he's like, it's up to you. Basically wants something feminine. And Flea makes a joke of, he's standing right next to me. 
And Charles like, you see that, huh? You see what happens? The ink soaks in. Soaks in the system and the guy's freaked out. Look at him! What are you, you freak? Of course, Flea's like, well, that's a good point. Like, so? Like, so? What are you? He's like, eh, you pick it, I stick it. She gets a, a butterfly on her ankle. So they are on the beach, Becca and Crawl are, and he pulls out another Coors Light, which of course he, you know he purposely did this, he dropped it right at crotch level. And Becca's like, huh? He's like, hey, it was an accident. Like, yeah, right. Well, he's kind of flirting with her. And um, I like her leopard print um, bathing suit. It's really, really cool. I couldn't pull it off, of course, but uh, she can pull it off. You know, it looks really good on her. So, we get a little bit into Crawl's family, because he's already met Becca's dad, so get an idea of that. So, he calls his mom Sadie, who's a pit boss in Vegas, and she's on her fourth marriage. Like, good golly. So, Frank, his new stepdad, sells plastic catheters, bedpans, stuff like that, to hospitals. Gotcha. Carl makes a joke about how you'll probably see some of his stuff wash up on the shore from time to time. <laughs> Carl, of course, has got the binoculars, checking out the bots, checking out the girls. Someone's on a bike on the beach. Wow. Isn't it hard to ride a bike on the beach? I've never done it. I mean, what do you think's harder? To ride a bike in sand or to try to ride it in snow? I'm not sure. Both sound like they'd be very difficult. Yet I still see people on occasion riding in snow on bicycles. If you got those like snow tires type bike tires, I, I'm sure you'll, you're good. So he's like, oh, touch me, touch me. <laughs> he hands off the binoculars to Becca, who now the girl that Crawl was looking at is talking to some guy who's clearly on fucking steroids. Got the mullet because, of course... Back in the day, the mullet was the big thing. And even in, I mean, look, he's got the Billy Cyrus mullet, but it's blonde. So they're both scoping out the act, the, the, um, the opposites of sex on the beach there. And Becca is all like, oh, look at that guy. And Carl's like, yeah, steroids. That's what it does. Yeah, this is the kind of girl that Crawl wants, is the girl in the bikini. She even says, Crawl, you could do so much better than that. Crawl is all about the girls with the looks. Like, she's like, Crawl, you could do so much better. He's like, oh, I've never seen anyone better than that. Like, dude, because you're looking at her looks and not... You, you, have you talked to the girl? Probably not. He's like, yes. And she's like, what happened to him? He's like, steroids. His cones are bigger than mine. So cones are like boobs? Like pectorals? Becca says his cones are bigger than mine. As in, the boobs are big. Oh my goodness. And Crawley reaches and grabs the binoculars. Becca, what about Travis, your boyfriend? She's like, come on, I'm just looking. You don't know if Travis is being faithful to her. And he's actually fucking not, so... No sympathy for that asshole. So they go to a woman's mud wrestling pit thing. So Becca has Crawl go up there and it turns out he is having to wrestle against some lady named the bunny or whatever. She's dressed like a bunny rabbit with the, the tail on the butt and the 
you know, the rabbit ears on the head, and she's just huge and hulking, and he's, like, trying to get away from her. She, like, basically just, like, body slams him, like, oh my god. Alright, it's Thanksgiving weekend, everyone is heading out the door, Carol's out the door, she's going home for the holidays, we got... Becca's kind of getting in with the, the crowd in college. That's good because we got some guy going up saying, uh, Becca, you got a phone call. And she asks when she picks up the phone, like, who is this? He's like, oh, it's Travis, your boyfriend. Like, ugh. Really, she has not talked to him in a bit because she actually had to ask who it is because she's pretty much immersed in college life as she's talking on the phone to him, but people are just walking past him, like, saying bye, bye, bye. He's like, what is it with those people? He's like, dude. She is one of those people now. Shut your mouth. And she's like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, yep, I'm coming to the airport with your family. I can't wait to see you. Like, ugh. Of course, Crawl comes out with a pilgrim's hat. And he's got leopard print pajamas. And, of course, while she's, like, watching Crawl, like, dance around in his Steven Tyler PJs. Uh... Travis is all like, oh, I got a surprise for you. We're going to have to wait till tomorrow. So she, and she's only really half listening. And of course, he's calling her Becca, which is her South Dakota name. He, Travis is all like, oh, Rebecca, are you listening to me? What's going on? He's like, yeah, I saw, I'm sorry. I'm listening. I just, it's really hard to talk right now. So I'll just see you tomorrow. So he's like, she's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, I love you. And she's like, yeah, me too. Bye. And just hangs up the phone. So she goes, sees how Crawl's doing, and she's like, well, I thought you were leaving for Vegas. He's like, nope, that fell through. I'm going to stay here and munch solo, though. She's like, well, you're just going to be here on Thanksgiving all by yourself? He's like, yeah, hey, look, Hungry Man. I got Hungry Man. They came out with a new Pilgrim platter. Oh, God. <laughs> He's wearing the Pilgrim hat. <laughs> so he sings the Hungry Man theme from the commercial, and she goes to finish packing, but she comes in realizing, you know, Carl's going to be by himself Thanksgiving. That sucks for him. And he's reading the back of the Hungry Man box, and she finally, like, grabs it, puts it down, like, no, you're coming home with me, guy. You are not, I'm not going to let you sit here and just hang out by your lonesome on Thanksgiving. You're coming home to South Dakota. Alright, so the family, of course, they haven't seen her in three months. They don't know this uh, transformation that she's had. They just expect simple South Dakota down-home Rebecca. No. What they get is California L. Los Angeles blonde stunner Rebecca. Whole family's like, and Travis is there, of course. Their mouths just drop like, who is this girl? Is that our daughter? It gets off the. going down the stairs to the place, like, woo! And everyone's like, is that her daughter? Is that, is that Rebecca? And she, like, what, like, turns, like, check it. And she's wearing, like, a black see-through top with a bra. She's wearing purple leggings with black shorts and uh, sandals. We still wear. <laughs> and her family does not approve. They are not, like, impressed at all. He's all about, like, the cheetah print or the leopard print because she's got a leopard print uh, faux fur line jacket. Mind you, I mean, she did bring a jacket, which is just as well because, you know, you're entering South Dakota in November. It's going to be chilly. It's not going to be like California. 
And I thought this was a thing of the 80s where kids were always like, I'm going to call my parent by their first name. Maybe it was a 90s thing also, carried over into the 90s. She hugs her mother, calls her Connie, and hugs her dad and calls him Walter. And they're just like, Connie, Walter, what is this? Who, who is this girl? She, this is not our daughter. And she's like, what's up, bro? And she, like, like kind of combs his hair, like... <laughs> With her hand, and he's like, excuse me? I'm like, dude, seriously? Why is it, this is such a culture shock to see them react to her this way. I mean, yes, she doesn't have the long, brown, mousy hair. She's got the dyed, red, I could even call it strawberry blonde a little bit. She kisses Travis on the lips, like, oh, it's good to see you. He's like, fine, how are you? She's like, happening? Of course, did she? She must have told them that she was bringing Crawl with her. Jack right away notices that butterfly tattoo on her ankle. Alright, here comes Crawl. He's got his uh, handy cam and he is filming the fam. He's got the brown corduroys. He's got the black jacket with the different colors on it. He is just definitely out of his element here. He's like, Warners, the family I never had. And he goes over to them and hugs them. Like, oh. And he goes over to Zach and it's like, oh, Rebecca told me about her brother. And she didn't talk about these big little puppy cheekies. And she, he grabs Zach's cheek and pinches. Of course, he really, like, f flirts with Becca's mom. Like, oh. Becca didn't say she had an older sister. <laughs> oh, never said she had a younger sister. Gotcha. Paul, of course, tells Walter, Yeah, remember me? I'm the RA. I popped your daughter's trunk. Remember? He's like, oh, shit. So, Crawl, of course, is in the back of the truck, in the bed of the truck. He's singing North Dakota, South Dakota, East Dakota, West Dakota. It's like, oh my gosh. Pounding on the, on the top of the the truck, and Becca's just having so much fun. He's also singing Green Anchors. He's just shouting, oh buddy, I'm here, I have arrived, and the family just like gets out of the truck, and it's just like, who is this man? Who is this guy? Becca, after three months, is like, wow, the house looks great, and her mother's like, yes dear, something's never changed, and she just walks inside. She goes over to hug her grandpappy! Crawl hands off his camcorder to Walter, says, hey, can you just film me here? Crawl gets on the ground and is like, like he's swimming, like middle America, ripping the fields. Oh, oh, and Walter is just looking at him like, what the hell? Who is this guy? Damn. Crawl, of course, apologizes, like, oh, sorry, I just get real excited. I've just never been here before. So he takes the camera back from Walter. This is going to be an unrunning joke throughout the movie. The dad constantly gets Crawl's name wrong. He's like, uh, 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 Crotch. It's like, no, it, it's Crawl. And Walter's like, yeah, right. Uh, you're going to be sleeping up in Zach's room. And Zach's like, what? No, I don't want him sleeping in my room. Zach, meanwhile, we flash to him behind Crawl, waving his arms like, no, 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 no. Like, ugh, fuck. I love how Crawl's like, cool, we'll get to know each other. He's waving his finger around like, I'm gonna go after those little cheekies on your face. <laughs> Zach's like, great, can't wait. 
Alan's so surprised that they have chickens. Like, oh my gosh, you have chickens? I love chickens. And Walter and Connie are just like, who the fuck? They still are just like, this guy. Who the hell is this guy? Clearly, yes, he's L.A. He's from L.A. He's from Cali. He's never been to South Dakota. It's just, he's definitely out of his element. But I gotta say, I mean, I've never been to South Dakota either, but they're making this family, which I get it, it's for the movie. They're making them seem like they view Crawl as an alien from outer space. He is a hard-edged, kooky E.T. And Becca is like Elliot. Crawl asks, oh, are they extra crispy or original recipe? Extra crispy all the way for me, please. But no, they're actual chickens, breathing, feather-covered chickens. Finally, Pappy here sees Crawl and is like, God almighty, who the fuck is this dude? Travis takes Becca by the hand, pulling her like, hey, we gotta talk, and takes her to the barn. Paul goes over chasing the chickens with the camcorder and he's trying to get through this gate and we come across Theo and he's like, da, 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 you do not want to go in there because there's a bull with large horns and he is going to basically skewer you. Do you see a wire on the bull's horns there? Kind of yanking them. The bull is just angry, snorting stabbing into the, the wood fence like you do not want to go in there. Crawl says I'd never been on a farm before and Theo just looked at him like you're kidding right? And he goes, Crawl like sticks out his hand and you know pleasure to meet your acquaintance and Theo just takes Crawl's hand and starts like cracking his knuckles and Crawl's like on the ground like ow 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 what in the He's up on the steroids. Juice will make the jewel shrivel into sun-dried tomatoes. I don't think I got that joke as a 12-year-old. Meaning he's basically talking about he's up on the steroids or what you're using is going to make your ball shrivel into sun-dried tomatoes. To the point where your balls just don't exist anymore. So Travis is a major piece of shit here. He goes into the barn well deserved he walks right into a pile of shit we don't get to see the conversation we do see crawl happen upon pappy and he asks like are you bartles or james i'm not sure who that is but he's like dude which one are you hey man i need a pen can you sign my jacket you have no clue how huge you are with the college circuit Bartles and James is a flavored wine cooler and malt beverage line produced by the E&J Gala Winery in the United States in 1981. Oh, okay. So, oh, interesting. See, this joke would have went over my head because I had no idea who the hell he's even fucking talking about. The wine coolers. Okay. Gotcha. So now we come to the house. Zach's complaining like, hey, can't crawl sleep in the barn? Or can't he sleep in the barn? His dad's like, no, I'm not going to have him sleeping out in the barn. Just relax. And Zach's like, fine, I'll sleep in the barn. Like, dude, chill. Then I would come back out to the <laughs> porch where Crawl is just, sh like, yelling, hey, maybe we can whittle some wood together sometime, buddy. Like, trying to get a react something out of Pappy. And Pappy just glares at him and just, like, spits a mouthful of tobacco. Like, ew. 
right, so Crawl comes into the house. Connie says, "Don't worry about it. Don't make, you're not an inconvenience, Crawl. Sir, well, they don't call him Crawl half the time. They don't even get his name right." And like, hey, if I'm an inconvenience, she's like, no, 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 you're not. Just make yourself at home. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go munch on some grindage. So he's gonna go make himself a couple sandwiches as Zach's setting up his uh, cot in his room. The crows actually made a sandwich for Zach, which of course he turns out like, no, 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 I'm fine. I don't. He's just making it real clear, like, I don't fucking want you in my room. The fact that you're here is an inconvenience to me. And we see right away that Crawl is definitely all about the computers. But Zach is like, hey, there's some rules you gotta learn if you're gonna be in my room. One, don't touch my stuff. Two, don't touch anything. Oh, actually, it's don't touch anything. Crawl's like, what about rule number two? And Zach's like, there's only one rule. Don't touch. And Crawl's like, anything! I get it! Thank you. Carl's like, oh, it's gonna be like that, huh? I'm just taking this fucking sandwich back, thank you much. Oh, Crawl pretty much is gonna intimidate Zach. Like, hey, you ever met the Tooth Fairy? And Zach's like, no. And Carl's like, no? I wouldn't fall asleep if I were you. And Zach's like, Mom! <laughs> and Carl's like, hey, 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 chill, chill! Alright, I'm Becca's friend. It's cool. It's cool, cool, right? Okay. I love how Crawl calls Zach Puffy Cheeks. Like, hey, Puffy Cheeks, chill. So now we come back to the barn with Travis and Becca, and he's all like, who is this guy? And Rebecca pretty much just kind of laughs it off, like, oh, he's just, he's a friend. That's all it is. He, he, he was the one for Thanksgiving. That's why I brought him here. Basically, as in, you have nothing to worry about. She kisses him, and I think he's wearing his letterman's jacket. Like, dude, you've been out of high school for three months. What are you clinging to, exactly? And the fact that the guy is working at a co-op, which he'll probably take over. He's not going to college. It's like, oh my goodness. Becca can do so much better than this guy. This guy is a fucking slime ball. He's an asshole. Oof. Why the hell? He's 18 years old, and you're proposing marriage already. Seriously? What the fuck? gets down on one knee to propose to her and she's whoa, 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 what are you I'm feeling ill it's like don't don't do that shit don't do that shit you are 18 years old you don't need to be getting married just yet as Rebecca like leaves the barn he's like oh Rebecca don't worry about your hair it'll grow back it's like dude she's not gonna change and go back to who she was before she left South Dakota for you she's not gonna do it this just proves that this guy is a piece of shit. It looks like Zach is trying to hack into some program and he's just getting uh, blocked. And he's like, fuck. So Crawl is like, hey, I know computers. I mean, do you mind if I touch your computer? I can show you how to get around this. Is it okay if I touch your computer, though? And Zach's like, yeah, 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 that's fine. At first... Zach's like, really? You know about computers? Do you want to show me a shortcut? And Crawl's like, yeah, me. Show you a shortcut. I mean, as long as I can touch your computer, is that okay? They really underestimate Crawl and what this guy is capable of doing. But they pretty much already got their opinion of him when he stepped off that plane. They full-on judged him. Like, oh, this guy's... This guy from the big city in Los Angeles, what does he know about being a farmer and being in South Dakota? He's going to su 
surprise all of you, and you are just gonna love him at the end of this movie. And this, I like that Crawl does not beat around the bush when it comes to, he's gonna tell you what he thinks. He's not gonna sugarcoat it. He's gonna tell you what you need to hear, whether you wanna hear it or not. So, Crawl pretty much spots off a lot of uh, computer tech stuff that goes way the hell over my head. And Zach's impressed. He's like, wow, how's someone like you get into computers? So, Carl explains that he grew up at Caesar's Palace. He's like, you know, in Vegas, gambling, cones, the whole package, right? So pretty much he's like, I didn't have any friends, so I just punted away on the old keyboard. I like that he's imparting wisdom to Zach. And Zach's like, yeah, so you're basically just an old hacker like me, but disguised as an idiot. So it looks like... Zach is slowly, slowly coming over to Crawl's side. Like, they found something they have in common with computers. Becca, of course, she's got to talk to Crawl. Like, Zach, get out of here. And Zach's like, hey, this is my room. And Crawl's like, uh, 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 our room, our room. Yep, yep, yep. So Becca threatens as she kicks the footlocker at the end of Zach's bed. Like, hey, I will tell mom where your playboys are. And Zach's like, well, I'll tell dad you got a tattoo. And she's like, well, go ahead. I don't care. I mean, she's in college. Carl, of course, is like, oh, Playboy's dude. Don't hold on to me, bro. What month? And Zach is like, I'm a subscriber. Like, a bullshit. He's a subscriber? Did daddy get you that subscription to Playboy? Really? A bullshit. <laughs> I bet anything, honestly, those Playboys probably come in like a manila envelope. So they're disguised that way. But wouldn't it have the Playboy logo on the, or whatever publishing company publishes those magazines? Who knows? But Zach ends up taking the sandwich, taking a big bite out of it, and leaves. So, Becca is hyperventilating. She's like, girl, we have to talk. He's like, yeah, I can see that. What's the problem? And she says, Travis is going to ask me to marry him. And he's like, What? He explains how Travis got down on one knee and that, you know, Becca thought, you know, I thought he was what I wanted, but now I just can't see myself settling down. You're 18. You don't need to worry about settling down at 18. You need to work on college and finding yourself. And if if Travis isn't what you want, then you need to just flat out tell him. He might be a dick about it. More than likely, he's going to be a dick about it. But still, at least you can clear the air and just... Be done with it. Don't leave him hanging. Just drop him like a bad habit that he is. So he calms her down like, hey, hey, just take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And she's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, look, I know you want to wait, but the longer you do wait, you're going to be kicking yourself later. It's like, it's best, like, as they say, what's that saying? Rip off the Band-Aid. Just rip off the Band-Aid. Be done with it. The more you drag it out, the harder it's going to be. So, now that that's settled and put away for now, Crawl's like, look, Becca, you gotta hook me up with some rustic wear. I am so out of my element, it's not even funny. So, yeah. You gotta get him some some southern, or Dakota, some wear here. Becca pulls up and she pulls up in front of a store. We got a coonhound hanging out on a be- by a bench with a couple guys that crawl points like inbreeders. <laughs> you were like Zach with a hey freak, how you doing? <laughs> when they were in Los Angeles, like dude, both of them fit it would fit in so well because they don't have a filter. 
So we got them trying on cowboy hats and this little girl who the mom freaks out like, Oh, don't you talk to those people, honey? And picks up her little girl and she's, I'm mingling, mommy. Oh, he's like, oh, Becca, I need more stuff. And she's trying to push him towards the dressing room. Like, no, you don't. Seriously, you got enough right here. We see Tracy come down, who I'm sure that Becca hasn't seen since graduation day. So, of course, Tracy's like, oh, Rebecca, I hardly recognize you, you know, with the blonde hair and everything, the different look. And Becca's like, oh, I thought you were going to New York, because that was, you know, probably the plan at graduation. And Tracy's like, well, yeah, I mean, I am, but I still have to save some money. And I'm kind of wondering, are they really actually friends? Because they just seem a smidge standoffish. And apparently she works at a bar, too. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Tracy keeps biting her bottom lip, almost like she's got a secret. Like, I swear, I mean, we don't know it yet that she's you know, screwing around with Travis, but, uh on the side, but it's like, yeah, Because it's like the fact that uh, Rebecca's like, oh, you're still here, as in you didn't leave. Crawl uh, comes out wearing assless cowboy chaps, and you see his bare ass when he turns around, like, hey, Becca, what do you think? You likes, right? And she's like, I hate. Try again. So, Crawl comes out and sees Tracy, like, hey, hey, hook me up, like, introduce me to your friend here. Say, so, oh, yeah, this is uh, my friend Crawl. He's like, hey, you ever done any acting? And Becca breaks him, like, crawl, what are you wearing? She's like, chaps? And he's like, yeah, cheek chillers. <laughs> you likes? And Becca's like, I hate. See, it's not even covering his ass. His ass is full on exposed. So, we go to this banquet hall where, I think it's a country club. And Travis is going to make this big announcement comes in looking at people like oh real country folk here down home cooking people and all that stuff and he's wearing a cowboy hat he's got his his weasel wear for South Dakota and everyone's just looking at him like what in the world and Zach just bursts out laughing and Crawl sits next to Becca. Again, we get the dad mispronouncing Crawl's name as he's like, Cramp. And Zach actually corrects him, like, no, Crawl. And he asks Crawl, you know, how did you get that name? And Crawl says, well, I got it freshman year. That's how I always got home, as in on his ballet. So we get a little brother-sister fun here with the, uh, playing sword fight with the breadsticks and she tells him to grow up. He's like, yeah, I can't wait to grow up so I can get a tattoo like you. Of course, nobody else knew that she had a tattoo. And Zach is defending his sister like, hey, it's just a butterfly. It's not like she killed it or anything. So, jeez, oh, Pete's Frickin' Travis proposes to Rebecca at this fancy dinner with all their friends, family, townsfolk. The entire fucking town is there. And she is freaking out. She's like, Crawl, do something. And he's looking at her like, what do you want me to do? She's kicking him. Finally, Crawl gets up. And he's like, well, that's great, Travis, that you proposed to her. But I actually already proposed to her before we even came to South Dakota for Thanksgiving. Sorry. Travis, of course, feels like an idiot standing there holding the ring out in the ring box. 
pull, Troll pulls off a ring on his finger and gives it to Rebecca. Like, here's your little engagement ring. And the family is floored. Like, what the fuck? You're engaged to this guy. Really? I thought you were just friends. Oh, Travis, utterly humiliated in front of his family and friends, just walks out. And Becca goes after him and tries to explain. Basically calling her out, like, you lied to me, you said he's just a friend, that he was just alone at Thanksgiving. And he asks her, like, why didn't you just tell me the truth? And she's like, because there wasn't time. And he's like, well, yeah, Rebecca, your timing was perfect tonight. Crawl comes out and asks, hey, Becca, are you okay? He's being a good friend. And Rebecca... And Becca's like, no, we're fine, Crawl. And Travis is like, no, we're not fine. And Crawl's like, hey, look, Travis, I understand if you're pissed. If you want to talk about it, it's... And Travis just go just hauls off and fucking, like, punches Crawl right in the fucking face. Poor guy. Crawl goes down like a sack of potatoes, like, clutching his bloody nose. Like, why did you do that? And... Travis just walks off. Rebecca's irritated as Crawl is just cowering on the ground like <laughs> and she's like, get up! Then she just yanks him up. So, on the drive home, of course Zach's like, hmm, I wonder what their kids are gonna look like, right? Like, shut up, Zach. Becca and Crawl are talking and she's like, how can you just blurt something out like that? He's like, I stood up, I said the first thing that came to me. It's like, yeah, this is a total disaster. I get it. But it's like, what did you want him to do, Becca? You could have taken responsibility for it. Yes, there wasn't time. You could have said, thank you, Travis, but I'm not ready yet. She could have been honest with him in the barn and just said, Travis, I'm not ready for that yet. Or I'm not ready to take that step with you. So basically, Becca's plan is just, let's just ride out this ruse until the end of the week. Once we get to school, we'll just tell them that things just kind of ended. So he's like, okay, so you want to stay engaged? And she's like, yes, please, let's just do that. Then he asks her, like, hey, can I get some tongue? And she's like, oh, you, and just kind of lightly backhands him in the nose that's already been punched and it was gushing blood a minute ago. I was like, oh, easy, his nose is probably swollen. So, once they get back to the house, Walter and Connie kind of have it out in the pantry, and he's like, is this what you wanted for your daughter? And she's like, well, no, I don't, but if we forbid her from seeing him, she'll run off with him, and then we will never see her again. Is that what you want? So, Connie says, let's just act like adults here, okay? And he's like, yeah, great. You distract him, I'll hit him over the shovels, over the head with the shovels. Like, no, 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 no. Crawls outside, sees Theo coming up, like, hey, Theo, I guess it's Miller time, huh? And he's like, dude, you should be drinking light. Because Theo's a big guy. And Theo is not taking it from Crawl. He's like, look, you son of a bitch. I can smell your shitty stink a mile away. Granted, um, when I watched this on VHS when I was 12, I didn't have the luxury of having subtitles, so I probably thought I can. He said, "I can smell your city stink a mile away." Oh, Theo pretty much threatens Crawl and says, "Just steer clear of me, all right? I don't like you. I don't want to be anywhere around you. So just stay the fuck away." So Crawl decides to just go hang out in the chair next to Pappy on the porch. All right, now Connie's gonna kind of have it out with Becca here, as she wants to know what is going on with. 
Becca and Crawl? Like, what is this? And Rebecca, or Becca's just kind of playing off like, what, what, what? And her mother's like, you bring home this boy, you say you're marrying, and you don't tell us anything. Are you pregnant? Of course that's going to be the first thought. Like, are you pregnant? And Becca says, no, I'm not pregnant. It's not a big deal. Well, her mother pretty much chalks it up to, you know, we sent you away to college so you could have choices for your future, and this is what you're doing with it. She's like, we didn't send you there to go and marry the first thing that comes along. And of course, Becca takes offense. Thing? Really? And, and her mother's like, well, he's weird. And Becca's like, you are so out of it, Connie. And first of all, I'm pretty sure that she's going to be like, hey, look, I enough with this Connie business. I'm your mother and you will call me as such. And of course, Becca's like, well, I'm an adult. And she just walks out of the room. And what can Connie say other than, well, I, uh, <sighs> Alright, looks like Walter's gonna have his peace with Crawl right now, or have it out with him one way or another. He kind of wants to know what Crawl's plans are as far as when it comes to Becca. And at first Crawl is like, oh, about this bachelor party. And Walter's like, I, I, I'm not talking about that. I want to know what your plans are. And I notice that Pappy is actually carving a new little horse for Becca. Aww. Crawl says I want to stay in college a couple more years, you know, going into European studies, stuff like that. Cruising around Europe, backpacking, munching, that, that cheese, like, what? Oh, I get it. Oh, like, Italy and stuff like that. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, did you forget this whole ruse of that you're supposed to be engaged to Becca? Um, Crawl, did you forget about that? Oh, Walter wants to know how Crawl's going to support his daughter. Because I'm sure in Walter's eyes, he doesn't really see Rebecca at work and probably becoming a housewife or whatever. Maybe, you know, she's got a degree so she can use it for something. And even Pappy now set down the, the wooden horse. And he's kind of, he's got his, his chin in his hand kind of like looking at Crawl. Kind of like, yeah, I want to kind of know what's going on here too with my granddaughter. What are your plans? So... Crow pretty much lobs that ball back to Walter and just asks him, like, well, what do you do? And Walter's like, I run this farm. Crow's like, well, yeah, I could do that. And they just laugh, like, oh, really? You could run a farm? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. So, Crow's trying to integrate himself, like, I'm pretty much part of the family since I'm engaged to your daughter. I could just take over farming when you retire. I know it's tough, but... You know, he's open to trying something new and trying his hand at something. And Walter, of course, just laughs and crawls face. <laughs> you want to be a farmer? And Pappy's like, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Just the idea of the city boy coming in and taking over things just with the way that Crawl is dressed, his crazy hair. It's just, no, they don't see that. So Walter pretty much breaks it down for Crawl. It's like, farming is not like sitting on your butt at school. Farming is hard work. And Crawl's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to do the nine to fiver. It's like, uh, that's not how it works, Crawl. You farm pretty much from sunup to sundown. There is no nine to fiver. This is not a bank job. And Theo, of course, is standing there watching this all play out. And Walter's like, huh, nine to five. You hear that, Theo? <laughs> and Walter's got a plan. He's like, yeah, I think we got ourselves a farmer. You think you could uh, show him uh, the ropes and how to do things? I love Theo's response. He's like, oh, yeah. 
would be my pleasure. <laughs> I want to play this because this is funny. This is hilarious. You could join the ropes a little bit tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It would be my pleasure. Now, remember, we get started first thing. What is this, like 5 a.m.? It is 5 a.m. There's a digital clock that says 5 a.m. Like, up and at him, buddy. You said you wanted to be a farmer. Here we go. Get your muck boots on. You're gonna need them. So Theo, of course, gets right in Crawl's face, and as soon as Crawl's eyes open, like, ah! <laughs> so Theo is having Crawl, like, with a pitchfork, with the manure. Now he's got him feeding the pigs with this giant bag of feed. And Crawl is definitely struggling. His body is not made for heavy lifting. So, Theo is just having a fun time messing around with Crawl here. As Crawl had that grain of feed heavy on his shoulder, Theo, like, rips open the bag and just it goes right into that first trough right there. And he, Crawl, of course, the weight of that sends him toppling over into the trough. Now we gotta feed the piggies a slop. And you see some of the pigs come along. Theo's like, oh, well, you gotta get on the other side. You don't want to get trampled by the pigs and then just put the stuff in there. Of course, Theo is going to have this giant pig coming through on Crawl's side to trample him. So he has uh, Crawl get up on a tractor and basically wants him to go in reverse and hook a, uh, hitch up, um, not a wagon, but a something or other. You think I grew up on around a farm? You think I'd know this the names for all this shit? I don't. <laughs> so now we got Crawl having to milk the cow. It's got four teats, and he is like right behind the cow's backside. He mentions to the cow Elsie about how he knows of a doctor in Beverly Hills that will nip and tuck her. So Crow reaches in, grabs one of the teeth, starts to pull on it, which is not, you don't just grab and start yanking. Um, and she just takes a piss right on top of his, like, literally a long, I've been holding it in for, you know how cows pee. You know how they do. And it gets, he's bent over right in direction of that pee stream. So Connie goes outside, rings a little metal triangle, lets everyone know it's time for lunch. Uh... Walter is mentioning about how Theo told him that the cow pissed on Crawl's head and that Crawl comes in and he just reeks to high heaven. So, Becca sees Crawl that he's a little worse for wear. Like, you're right. And, and Crawl's like, eh, da, 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 da. first day, first day, that's all right. A little rough start. Tomorrow will be better. So, I'm sure that Walter's surprised to hear this because. He thought that Crawl is just going to be the kind of guy that'll just give up after the first day and just sleep. I've had it. I'm not a farmer. But no. Crawl's like, tomorrow's going to be better. Walter's like, yeah, I guess your farm days are over, huh, Crawl? And Crawl's like, nope, nope. Haven't found my groove yet. And now Walter starts saying, well, I figure your groove cost me about umpteen hundred dollars in the fence that you broke with my tractor. Like, I lost half my chickens and you messed up my tractor. Oh, how horribly was it that messed up? I doubt it. Walter says, I figure your groove cost me about close to $1,000 this morning. Becca's kind of watching this as she's putting food in her mouth, and she is just glaring at her father like, what is with- 
almost like, sir, I plan on paying you back for the damages. What the hell, Walter? He's like totally slamming Crowley. Oh, how are you going to pay me back? You don't even have a job. And Crowley's like, yes, I do. I'm a farmer. Farmer. And Walter's like, you are not a farmer. And by the way, you stink to holy hell. And even Connie is like, Walter, what is with you? And Becca's like, Dad, stop. And Walter's like, well, I don't believe I was talking to you, young lady. It's like, excuse me? He's like, just leave him alone, Walter. And Walter's like, don't call me Walter, because I'm your father. So the family is starting to get a little uh, argumentative here between Walter and Becca. Walter wants respect from his daughter. Becca wants respect from him, that she's a grown-up and everything. It's like, I send you off to college, you come home with a tattoo, you throw your life away. Yeah. Pappy, of course, is like, your kids are out of control there, son. Why don't you do something about it? Like, <sighs> Zach, of course, throws his opinion in there, and his dad tells him, like, zip it. And Zach's like, what, I can't have an opinion? And his father's like, the day you make a contribution around here is the day you can have an opinion. Like, uh, this guy, like... Uh, I mean, he's, this guy, honestly, Walter is not bad as compared to Jack Riley from Mighty Ducks. That guy was the utter worst. Connie is, like, trying to get everyone to, like, keep the peace and just, like, sit down and just eat your meal. And Crow probably feels like he's bringing this on, you know, with the arguing, arguing and everything. And he's like, I'm sorry. And, you know... Poor Becca's like, oh, my family. Carl, I'm sorry you have to be around this. The whole family now is arguing and screaming at each other. Carl finally jumps up and breaks it up. Like, please, you guys are being so mean to each other. Becca told me, always told me about what a great family she had. You guys are, like, ripping each other apart. And I like how he's, he's like, you know, and I meet you guys. And you guys are amazing. You're like the Waltons. And then I come in and then things get all messed up. So Crawl decides to just up and leave. And he's kind of doing the thing where like I'm going to leave and surely enough somebody eventually is going to pull me back in and say no it's not your fault. And he's right by the door and he kind of looks back like waiting like is anybody going to call me back in? <laughs> Oh, he's like, oh, I forgot my stuff's upstairs. And Becca gets up and says, fine, I'm going to. And at that point, Connie gets up and I'm like, no, no, nobody's going anywhere. We're all going to sit down and finish our lunch. Oh, no, it's Walter that actually says, all right, no one's going anywhere. And he calls him Crotch again. And everybody turns to Walter and is like, crawl, it's crawl. And Walter's like, no, I'd like for you to stay and have, you know, dinner with us or lunch or whatever the heck it is. It's probably lunch. That is a big lunch, by the way. He's like, all right, if you insist. And Walter's like, well, I insist that you stay. And, of course, Carl's like, oh, I would stay, but I got a lot of work to do. I'm going to take something for the road, a little drumstick here, and I will be back in time for dinner. So Zach actually says, I'm going to help you out milking the cows and stuff. Kind of actually give him a real, hopefully, dry run at this of the correct way of milking a cow. Oh, Carl's like, oh, be careful of that utter right there because it is dangerous. And, and Zach's probably been milking cows since he was like five years old, so he's like, no, I got this. So, Crawl is bashful. Like, I don't want to touch the the nips there because it feels like what kind of like feeling a, what do you call a cone for the first time, which is slang for boob. And he's like, it's not, and Zach's like, it's not like a real tit. It's just like an utter
Crawl's like, oh, I've had my hands on some pretty freaky cones in L.A., man. And Zach, I don't get, what is this? This this is so weird. He's like, oh, have you had your hands on my sisters? And I was like, dude, what are you doing here? Why are you so obsessed? I mean, touching her underwear in the college dorm, going through the roommate's bras. and so, Dude, I get it. You're 12. You're curious. But you don't need to be playing with your sister's underwear and talking about Crawl touching her boobies. Okay, so basically what he's telling Crawl to do is, like, squeeze at the top and then just, like, go all the way down. Okay. My dad actually was milking cows since he was a young boy, but he stopped milking cows when I came along. And then, um, he moved on to factory work. But I never got to milk. I would love to milk a cow. Now, I've done that game on the Switch where you, like, you milk, you know, the cow with the, the Switch controller. But that's not, like, the real thing, so. But we get a little montage here as Carl is fixing the fence. And he's getting his own, he's basically finding his groove of how to work things on the farm. I love this. He's got the rollerblades. He's got like bags of feed on both sides and he rips them open and he just goes down the line of troughs and just puts feed in there. Now he's pouring slop into the buckets for the pigs and of course he's back there and Theo lets out the pig, the big pig that trampled Crawl the first time and Crawl just is ready for him like a bull bronc and bull like jumps on his back. He got the manure, he's Getting the manure all shoveled and everything. Crawl has a banana around his mouth and nose, which is good. Takes it off, and he's also got the the little uh, clothespin on his nose, too. Oh, that helps. That's got to hurt, but it helps. Now, Crawl wanders over to this combine, which is under a sheet. It's a brand new combine, never been used before. It's got a cassette player in it, so he's going to play Little John Denver while he's going through the cornfield with the combine. And Walter gets out like, oh shit. And Theo, of course, he's like pulling some hay around and he doesn't realize what Crawl's doing. Walter's like, Theo, you were supposed to be watching him. $250,000 machine. That's a quarter of a million bucks there. So we see from an airplane... That Crawl has actually spelled his name out in corn. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. So, I'm sorry, but if you've gotten out of the shower and you're, like, just drying off and everything, why would you have the door hanging open? Because that's what Becca's mom, Connie, is doing. Of course, Crawl is brushing his teeth, goes over, thinks it's Becca, and goes over and hugs her around the waist with the towel on. And, of course, he's startled, Connie's startled, and it's like, what in the hell? I'm not Becca. Why are you touching me? It's, well, could you call this flattery? Because he basically tells her, hey, I don't want to be rude or anything, but Mrs. Warner, you are giving me a semi. I had no idea what he was referring to, what she was referring to, his penis. He's getting an erection. Oh, he's starting to give her a little bit of makeup tips. Like, you are a beautiful lady. I really think if you enhance your features, put a little makeup on, you will be slamming. So, she's like, what for? It's like, her husband doesn't see her in that way anymore. I don't know why he doesn't. She's a pretty lady. I mean, there's such an age gap between Zach and Rebecca. At least six or more years. Carl's like, hey, look, you act like you're 60 or something. I mean, where I come from? He calls them nugs. Stay active till they're senile. So nugs is what, like, elderly people? 
I mean, she's not elderly. I mean, uh, senior citizens. I don't know. Because she's got to be maybe in her 40s. It's like, hey, you are right, Mom. Look at you. You're like a peach on a windowsill. And she's like brushing her hair back, just looking at him, rolling her eyes like, I can't believe you, Crawl. Like, hey, look at that. Look at the package. She's like, dude, this is your friend's mom you're hitting on. I mean, I get he's trying to get her to see that she is beautiful and she really could really make herself stand out and shine with, you know, just adding a little bit of foundation or some makeup or whatever. He's like, hey, you are nasty. And she's like, nasty. She sees nasty as like gross. She nasty. He's like, hey, girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> I love Crawl. I love this guy. He is amazing. She finally has had enough. Like, okay, Crawl, enough, enough. As he, she pushes him out the door and he, he's like up against the outside of the door just saying look you got a decent base going on you got a lot to work with look let's just try try something if it doesn't work you can just go back to same old blase connie right come on come on and she opens the door a crack and he's like oh <laughs> she's got this work like okay okay Oh, I guess they're going to some place like a carnival or a down home festival or something. Walter's like, hey, Connie, are you ready to go? We're going to be late. And she's like, no, no, you go on ahead. I'll go with Crawl and the, what, the truck or something. No, she's he's working on a masterpiece here. It's like, you ain't going to see the finished product until I get done, okay? Yeah. Oh, uh, so Connie tells Walter to go ahead, um, and she and Crawl will be behind them in the Ford, in the truck. And Crawl, of course, is telling her, you know, get the bustier, which, of course, is like a fancy term for a bra. Now we go to this honky-tonk county fair where we got line dancing singing the Boot Scoop Boogie song by Brooks and Dunn. I mean, it's not Brooks and Dunn there, but I know that song from the from Brooks and Dunn in the 90s. All about the line dancing. Uh, remember Garth Brooks singing Friends in Low... I got friends in low places. Yeah, that one. So Becca and her dad are already there hanging out, doing some line dancing. We got Crawl coming in. Of course... We don't see Connie just yet as she, you know, comes through the swinging doors, but she's she's embarrassed. You know, she's older. She's Carl really did some amazing work on her. She looks totally gorgeous. And what Connie is wearing is this really nice. Would you call it maybe polyesterish type, some type of you know, glossy fabric that it's not a crop top. Not a halter top, but it's definitely, honestly, something that, you know, someone in their early to mid-twenties would wear. Nice, like, fuchsia pink color. Of course, you know, Crawl and Connie are by the double doors, and you see Rebecca, like, sees Crawl, like, and her mom there, and just what her mom's wearing, and she stops, and... Walter doesn't exactly see yet, but when he does, his eyes, like, about pop out of his head. Like, whoa! Like, he has not seen his, like, his wife ever dressed like that. I love how Connie keeps trying to, like, walk back through the double doors. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And Carl's like, uh-uh, you're already here. So, Walter's, he, he almost 
also got a nervous like kid at a, like a junior high dance. He goes up to his wife and he's like, "Oh, oh, what, what did you do?" And she's like, "Oh, do you like it?" And he's like, "Oh, well, it's little." And meanwhile, we got this cowboy stud coming up, about ready to ask his wife to dance. And Walter's like, "No, hell no! Get the hell out of here!" Like that's his wife. He's gonna be dancing with her. <laughs> Becca passes her parents and whispers for her mom, "You're a hottie." Goes over to Crawl and it's like, Crawl, you did such amazing work with my mom. Look at them. Just they're watching her, you know, her parents dance together. And she's probably like, I can't remember the last time I ever saw them that close. Yeah, she's like, Crawl, you're a genius. And Crawl's like, so you're saying you likes. She's like, oh, I likes. <laughs> We got an older couple dancing, and the wife kind of has to pull her husband, you know, like, over here, dear. You need to be looking at me. <laughs> so Connie is definitely, her looks, they are turning heads. It is definitely turning heads. I love crawling. Hey, check out the wood I created for him. It's like, oh, that's her dad, guy. <laughs> what are you doing, crawl? But, luckily, I mean, it's just, everything that crawl touches just turns to gold. Like, he's just got a way, like... These people are just, they gotta loosen up, clearly. Like, you gotta help them just, like, rediscover themselves or something. But it's like, basically, he's kind of giving them a shot in the arm. Like, come on, you know, loosen up. Feel free to be yourself. And just know that you can get down and have fun. And you're not gonna, it, the world isn't gonna end. You can be allowed to have fun. So Travis shows up and immediately Crawl is like freaked out. <laughs> Don't hit me! And Travis is like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you. You know, I'm actually I wanna apologize and I wanna throw you a bachelor party. And it's like, wow, okay. And Travis says, you know, I'm doing that, you know, for you, Becca. I want, I, I really care about you. I want you to be happy. And it's like I I heard Travis saying, Oh, we'll have a few laughs. I'm like Okay, yeah. Having seen this movie, that's playing in my head. Yeah, we'll have a few laughs. Well, who's going to be the one laughing? So Travis goes over to Tracy and says, hey, I need a favor. And she's like, what, here? So what is he doing? Like, pimping her out or something like that? And then she also asks him, like, hey, are you coming over later? And he's like, yeah, sure. So it's like, okay, they're clearly a on-again, off-again thing on the side. And... At this point, I mean, Becca isn't really with Travis, but even still, I mean, if that girl's supposed to be friend, I don't think she's really that much of a friend to Becca. Even their exchange at that uh, cowboy wardrobe clothing store, whatever, just seemed, I wouldn't say icy, but it definitely seemed detached. Alright, so everyone's doing a little bit of square dancing, and Crawl wants to get on that mic. Like, you let me at that mic. I want to have, I'm going to really bust it up here and get these people going. So, <laughs> Crawl gets on the mic, and he's all like, grab a, a nug, I'm guessing, is, like I said, referring to an, a person over the age of 50, I guess. Says, now grab a nug whose cones are busty. Oh, God. Weezer gig and make her crusty. Like, ew. And everyone just stops and they're just, their mouths are on the floor. Like, what is that guy even talking about? He continues singing, grab your dude, don't use roughness. Get on there and move in close and groove his buffness. 
saying buff the wood, buff the wood. <laughs> and finally, I think people are just getting into it. Like, whatever he's saying, it's like, just get into it. I only, the guy who was singing originally, because I, I think he just wanted to get a refreshment for, you know, singing and stuff that's going to dry out your mouth. You're going to want to, you know, get a refreshment. But now he's like, I got to get back on that mic. What's going on? This guy's like taking over and... I love Rebecca. It's like, oh my god, Crawl, you're just... And Crawl's like to the guy, like, hey, dude, come on, give me the mic. Oh, look at them. They're enjoying themselves. You guys enjoying yourself? They're like, yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, this is square dancing. Come on. And Crawl's like, I don't care if it's like circular dancing, bro. The guy's name is Horace. The guy who's got a black leather uh, vest with a blue shirt and a bolo tie. And Horace is just like, da, 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 da. and, and Crawl's like, come on, dude, I'll go off. I'll go off on you, man. Just give me the mic. So <laughs> Crawl's shouting out to the crowd, hey, you guys want to do it some more? And they're like, yeah. And Horace finally just gives him the mic. Like, okay. If your gal is finger licking, come on now and do the funky chicken. <laughs> he is having such a great time. And he actually just uh, jumps into the crowd to crowd surf. And they all, like, carry him. Pop him back up on Stage and Crawl's like, all right, step it up to the bat, brother. Come on, Horace, do it. <laughs> like, go with it, man. Just do it. And Horace just like jumps it. But of course, nobody is really set up yet or whatever, because they take he takes them by surprise and he just falls off the stage. Like, what? And they're like, oh, Horace, are you okay? Look, I just fought. Nobody was prepared for him to jump into the crowd like that. But Horace is like, hey, I'm fine. Whoops, where did the remote go? <laughs> well, hold on a second. <laughs> I got it. Oh, my goodness. This movie is such a fun time. I love this. I haven't watched it in years. So Walter and Connie come up, and of course they're whispering and f heavily flirting with each other, and it's like, yeah, they get they getting some tonight. They're getting some tonight, definitely. <laughs> of course, Pappy here remarks on Connie's clothes, like, because she's like, Dad, you missed one hell of a party. And he's like, what was it, a Halloween party? So Walter's like, oh, I'm worn out. And then he's like, are you, are you coming up? She's like, oh, up there and of course Pappy's like we gotta talk Junior so there's a t he's been meaning to want to talk to Walter which we'll get into that in a little bit oh look <laughs> that Pappy has when Walter and Connie leave like oh he knows what's up he knows what's up <laughs> so Becca and Crawl come up and they're talking and everything about how they Crawl did such a number was it Wasco is that the town that they live in Wasco South Dakota and, of course, uh, she's mentioning about her parents, how she's never seen them, you know, act all lovey-dovey like that. And Carl's like, oh, you know, they, they are getting busy. Your dad is going to get busy. And Rebecca says that she really owes a lot to Carl. Like, if it weren't for you, I'd be engaged right now. And, of course, Carl's like, Becca, I'm your friend. I'm at your service. And, by the way, you are engaged. Wink, wink, wink. Like, we have to keep this ruse up, remember? She's like, oh, yeah, right. So, it looks like so far, Crawl has done a great number on 98% of the family. The only person he hasn't 100% won over yet is Pappy. So, he sits down next to Pappy on the porch. He's like, can I please whittle wood with you? It's like, he really, he's won everyone else over but this guy. And this guy's kind of a, he's a hard nut to crack here. But, 
he finally gives in and he says, go pick up a piece of wood and Crawl gets like the biggest large piece of wood that looks like you something you would probably have to chop up a bit for firewood. It's pretty big. It's going to take you a bit to break through, like sand, shave all that off. I'm guessing Pappy just pretty much makes, because he's made a duck there, but it seems like he really is into making the wooden animals. Carl mentions about how he ma uh, majored in creative woods, like, sophomore year. So what is, I don't know if that's supposed to be a euphemism for, like, uh, something. But the big, he picks the biggest, hugest piece that's got a stick, like, jutting out of the top of it. And Pappy just looks at him like, <laughs> look at, you think you're going to be able to saw through that thing? That's going to take you forever. Oh my goodness. Walter and Connie, seriously, you, they were living like Lucy and Ricky from I Love Lucy. Separate beds, because they're pushing them together tonight. They must only push those beds together like one time when uh, Becca was conceived and then Zach was conceived like eight years later. It's the next day and uh, of course Becca's like, hey, sound like you and Walter were getting busy. And of course she's like, Rebecca. <laughs> and then she's like, kind of laugh it off. Like, yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> we were. <laughs> Paul comes in and pinches Becca's ass. And he's like, hey, thanks for leaving me with a semi last night. <sighs> Dude. Friend. And he assures Becca, Carl does, that Zach hooked him up with the last month's issue. The poisons have left the building. So he worked out his semi. Walter comes in, he's dressed to go fishing, and he bends down over Connie and kind of like rubs her butt, rubs her ass, and he says, beautiful day, and she's like, oh, Walter! <laughs> so Zach's playing fishing on his Game Boy, but he doesn't actually want to go actually physically fishing when Walter invites him, like, hey, Zach, let's go fishing, and Zach's like, I don't want to go. But now, of course, Becca and uh, Connie are like, Walter, take Crawl with you. He might want to go. So Crawl actually asks, like, hey, can I go with you? And Walter's like, I, I, I don't think that's a, I don't think so, Crawl. And Connie's kind of like, well, honey, why don't you take him with you? And Walter says, well, I promised Dad that I would have that talk with him. And, of course, Carl's like, well, you know, I can always take the combine out. Because <laughs> I can just stay here and take the combine out. And, of course, while he's pouring coffee into his thermos, Connie's kind of, you know, leaning over like, honey, take him with you, take him with you. He's like, all right, all right, you can come. And Walter heads out, and uh, Connie is all like, hey, bring me a big one, and smacks his ass. I'm like, oh! <laughs> And he's like, girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> I love the little bit of brother-sister bonding time between Becca and Zach. It's pretty cool. Because he's like blowing a bubble while he's playing a Game Boy. And she's kind of looking over his shoulder. He blows this giant bubble. And she like swats him in the mouth. And it like pops and goes all over his face. So now we're fishing with Pappy or Pops or Dad or whatever you want to call him. 
and Walter, and of course, Crawl. Crawl has never been fishing before. You can probably kind of tell because he's got the reel upwards instead of down. And he's really struggling. You're like, Crawl, dude, just look at the other two people that are fishing. Do either, any of them have their poles with the reel right side up? You're gonna want it flipped over. Yeah, he's like, your rod is upside down. You gotta turn it around. Just, Crow chucks the whole rod into the pond. Like, dude. And Walter's like, oh shit, look, um, why don't you just put the fish that Dad and I catch into a bucket and that'll be your job. So this is kind of interesting here. We get, um, between Walter and his father, and it's almost like, they're trying to one-up each other when it comes to, uh, Pappy here's got his own ideas about how to fish. He's like, see, son, that's how you do it. I never understood that sidearm thing that you fucking do. And Crawl's kind of watching this play out, and he's thinking, he does give advice to Walter about his relationship with Zach. It's like you're treating Zach exactly like your father is treating you and how you don't like to be put down and stuff, but you're doing the exact same thing to your son. And he's explaining how that's just not, that's not like just messing around with the computers and the game. That's what he's into. And Walter pretty much tells Carl to mind his own business. So, now we have a little predicament here, as Walter tells his dad, like, give me some room, give me some space, and his dad kind of moves down the way a bit. Granted, of course, now, his father's so worked up that he grabs his chest because he's having a heart attack and he can't breathe. So, apparently he's supposed to be taking some pills, which are in his jacket in the truck, so Walter goes off. Crawl is all like, oh no, Gramps is dying, what should I do? Assess the situation, basically like he's going to give him mouth to mouth, and he bends down, and immediately Grandpa opens his eyes, sees Crawl leaning over him, about ready to do, you know, mouth to mouth resuscitation, and he just, they both start screaming. Walter comes running back when he hears screaming, and he's like, what happened? And Grandpa's like, he tried to kiss me. It's like, it's a fucking gay joke. And Crow's like, no, I was doing CPR. I majored in it for like half a semester. Well, then why did you quit? Maybe it was only a half semester. I don't know. Grandpa, of course, has to say, well, if I had to choose between him kissing me and me dying, I'd rather die. And Crawl is just kind of smirking like, oh, Gramps, you're never going to change. I've only known you for less than a week and you're never going to change. So the guys come back and they're helping Grandpa out of the truck. Becca and her mother are working in the garden. They see, like, this going on. They, they like, sense, like, something might be wrong. Like, what's going on with Grandpa? They head over there. Grandpa is like, oh, the crazy kid tried to kiss me and everything. Walter wants to thank Crawl, of course, like, for helping with my dad back. Like, thank you for helping with my dad back there. And Crawl's like, look, it's no problem. So Walter and Crawl are pretty good on solid ground now. However, this whole experience now is Crawl's got to talk to Becca like what they're doing, this ruse of them being engaged. It's like, I can't lie to your parents. You're 
grandpa almost died. Yeah. Carl takes her up to her tower, her little playhouse tower, and he's like, look, I don't want to do this. I don't want to lie to them anymore. I don't like this. She's like, please don't do this, all right? We both agreed when we got back to school, we would tell them that we broke off our engagement. And Carl's like, no, but seriously, you don't get it. We went fishing and we bonded. Finally, your family is starting to like me. I don't want them to turn on me. If they know that we're not actually together. And the only reason she wants to keep up this ruse is to keep Travis off her back. Like if he n thinks that she's engaged to someone, he won't continue to badger her about proposing and she won't have to make a decision. He basically says, I don't want to lie to him anymore. He gives her an ultimatum, like either you tell them or I will. And she's like, okay. And he's like, fine, you're going to tell them then. And she's like, yes, I will. So... Yeah, I get it. It's just, it's just a sticky situation. So, Theo wants to play another trick on Crawl here. And it's like, here's a hatchet. You're going to go pick out your Thanksgiving turkey and chop its head off. So, Crawl's in there with a hatchet. He's running around, which is very dangerous. Because the, the turkey is basically chasing him. And Theo did that that way. So, he put him in there and he shut the door on Crawl so he couldn't get out. It's like... Crawl is so freaked out he's going to be pecked to death by this giant monster-sized turkey that he just... And then the turkey just falls over and faints. They think it's dead. It's not actually dead. Because they bring it into the house. And then they start plucking the feathers. And the turkey wakes up. The turkey had a heart attack? And Crawl's like, I don't know. I never killed anything before. And Grandpa, of course, like, hey, why don't you give it a little kiss? And Ruth starts laughing. <laughs> now that whole thing is now an inside joke. Well, apparently there's a rule, like, whoever kills it has to clean it. And Crawl just looks at Walter, like, why are you making me do this? And Walter's like, well, it's all part of being a farmer. Now just get yourself in there, jerk out them feathers, and he does. And immediately the thing wakes up and starts, like, flapping around the house. All right, Travis picks up Crawl. Remember, he's going to throw him that bachelor party at that bar. Oh, while Travis is, you know, having Crawl down some beers, we got Theo over there who's adding, I don't know whether these are horse tranquilizers or what they are to the beer. But they apparently think that this is gonna be funny. They're gonna, they're, it's a whole thing that they're gonna set up because he, Travis has Tracy come down and like dance to T-R-O-U-B-L-E from Travis Tritt and get all the guys worked up. They basically want to have it look like Crawl cheated on Becca with Tracy. Of course, before Tracy shows up, Crawl wants to do a little karaoke with the John Denver song. Thank God I'm a country boy. Which is what was playing when he was in the combine for the first time. At this point, so Tracy's going to strip for Crawl or what? But he's starting to see double. Like, his vision's going funny from what we can see on the screen here. And it's like, oh, this isn't good. And he just passes out. Travis goes over because Crawl passes out. He gives Tracy a drink and has her keep drinking it because there's stuff in there too. And she doesn't even bother. Basically, their drinks have been roofied. It's the next morning and they're kind of, Theo's like, oh, where's Mr. Farmer? And Walter's like, oh, he's probably sleeping it off in Zach's room. And Zach says, well, no, not with me. He never came home last night. And it's like, uh, that's not good. 
Theo's like, oh, you might want to check out in the barn. I heard some, what do you say? I heard a lot of huffing and puffing out there last night. I really, I hate Theo's character as much, probably, maybe not as more, well, I don't know, maybe it's semi-even with Travis's character. Because, dude, you work for this family, and you're screwing around with your daughter's friends and all that. This is bullshit. So Becca goes into the barn. She's got some milk, which I guess she was going to bring to crawl. And she sees he's all sprawled out in his boxer shorts, and his leg is, like, draped over a passed-out Tracy. And Becca is so shocked by what she sees that she just ends up, that milk just pours right, dumps it right on the ground. Apparently her saying, oops, woke up Crawl and Tracy, and they're like, where the hell am I? What is going on? And both Crawl, when Tracy, um... Becca runs out of there. Both Crawl and Tracy grab their heads because it's like their heads are still like, what the hell did I drink last night? Like, it wasn't what you drank. It's what was in the drink. And they don't even know yet that they've been roofied. And Crawl is screaming to Becca, Becca, it's not what you think. And he's like, I don't think. Do you think? And meanwhile, if you think about it, the only other time he really has seen Tracy was at that cowboy wardrobe clothing place. I mean, I don't even think he remembers seeing her the night before. Because by the time she showed up, he was already seeing double. Oh, so Becca comes to the house screaming, the wedding is off! And Crawl, of course, is trying to get his pants on as he's, like, yelling at Becca to stop. And the family, excluding Theo because he set this whole fucking thing up, is all just like, what the fuck? Is that the turkey that they uh, finally got its head chopped off from last night? The one that was had fainted and woke up and, you know, flew around their kitchen? Probably. Oh, there is a black and white poster of Travis Tritt and what looks like... I don't think that's Billy Ray Cyrus, though. Oh, in the corner. Okay, I do see a poster of Billy Ray Cyrus. So Crawl goes up to... Becca's room and tells her, look, I don't even know what happened last night. Last thing I know, I'm at a bachelor party singing karaoke and then they wake up in the barn. And Becca is just like, look, crawl. You're such a hypocrite. Seriously, you tell everyone to be honest with you and you can't even be honest with me. And he's like, I am being honest. I don't remember what happened. Well, he also mentions like, I'm into you, Becca. And she's like, what are you into Tracy also? She's having a hard time swallowing that he blacked out and woke up with Tracy in the barn. So, Becca's getting down on herself, calling herself stupid. Like, I must be stupid. I never should have brought you here in the first place. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I get you're angry, but you need to hear him out. Carl has never done anything at the time that she's known him that would cause her to look badly on him as far as him doing something to deceive her. And he asks her flat out, why did you bring me here, Becca? And she's like, because it was Thanksgiving and you were all alone. And I'm like, great, so it's a pity invite. Great, great. Because you felt sorry for him. He doesn't need that. And he he doesn't need it. Crawl kind of figures like he that she knew that Travis was going to propose when she got back and she needed a ruse to kind of 
protect herself so that way she wouldn't if she didn't because she clearly does not want to marry Travis. She just looks at him like, please, I felt sorry for you. And he pretty much calls out her bullshit like, yeah, you just needed me to shield you from Travis because you couldn't even deal with it yourself. Like, yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, she never told her family that they were just friends. And he calls her a hypocrite. Oh, and he, and Carl is hurt, and I feel bad for Carl because he didn't do a damn thing to deserve this, as far as I'm concerned. He's like, I don't even want to be your friend. So she gives the ring back, and he's like, Great, if it's on my feet, you're better anyway. Did he just flick her off? Like he put that ring on his middle finger, like, Oh, it fits me better, any my finger better anyway. So Tracy gets in her car and realizes that. The seat is way the fuck back. Farther than what it needs to be. Right, now we get Travis here who's gonna totally slut shame Tracy. Travis, you got a lot of fucking nerve showing up there. She says, I can't remember anything. I woke up in the barn. Do you remember what happened last night? Because I can't remember anything. And he's like, yeah, you and Carl were all over each other when you left the bachelor party. What a piece of shit Travis is! He, and he's like, well, after all we had together, I thought I knew you. What a piece of fucking crap this guy is. I feel bad for Tracy, too. She doesn't deserve this shit. So, Becca heads out of the house, and Travis goes to talk to her, manipulate her, crawls upstairs packing a garbage bag of stuff, Zach goes up there and says, so I guess there's not going to be a wedding, huh? And he's like, yeah, you got that right. I like Zach here. He's like, believe it or not, I was looking forward to having you as a brother-in-law. So Zach is kind of ad uh, ad adapted a little bit of uh, Carl's slang in there. As he says, if you find a baby fresh nug out there, send her my way. Like, oh, God. Carl's off to California where it's normal. Honestly, Zach and Carl's relationship, how it went from, like, oh, you don't want him in my room, to they hug, and they make this all <laughs> sound, whether, I don't know, it's like mimicking milking a cow or what. Carl gives Zach his hat, like, you can only have my, have my hat only if I can squeeze your cheeks. It's like, squeeze? Aww. He's got squeezable cheeks! So Rebecca's Sitting on a swing, like, twirling it around. And Travis is trying to be all fake supportive here. Like, oh, I told you, you know, you go to California, you try new things. But those L.A. people, they're slick. I mean, they're not like us. No, they're not. They're not like assholes like you, Travis. Everyone is doing a lot of crying here. Crawl was tearing up. Uh, Becca's tearing up. Tracy's upset. If you think about it, this all stems to fucking Travis. So in the car, Tracy finds the pill bottle and she's like, okay, what the fuck is this? Because I don't take horse tranquilizers. She does a U-turn, like something's not right here. And she catches up to Crawl and says, look, you got to get in because we have a situation here. Something is really fucked up. Crawl's like, I think we've seen enough of each other. It's like, no, seriously, get in. Oh, Crawl's holding a Hollywood Please sign. He tells him that there's something about last night that he should know. And Crawl's like, gosh, I just want to know if I was good or not. And she's like, well, 
How the hell would she know she blacked out? And so did he. No sex had been had between the either of you, I don't think. Family sits down to Thanksgiving dinner, and of course, Travis is there. Like, dude, you got a lot of fucking nerve, and the same with Theo. You pieces of shit. So Travis makes a toast to Rebecca, and she is all just like, I'm not. And he still wants to propose to her as he pulls out that fucking ring. Like, go fuck yourself. Paul comes in and says, don't even think about it, Becca. Travis is all like, are you, what are you, kind of idiot? And then just like telling Walter, like, oh, I'll take this guy out of here if you want me to, Mr. Warner. It's like, Travis, sit down and shut the fuck up. And Carl's like, no, Walter, you gotta hear this one, man. Seriously. Hey, he got his name right. He's like, oh, okay, Carl, you go ahead. <laughs> All right, Tracy comes in and takes over and she explains what happened when she got in her car this morning. Tracy apologizes. And, of course, Travis is all guilty and her, like, how can you even apologize to this family after what you did? And Tracy's like, look, I don't remember what I did, and I think I know why. He says that she found pills in her car, and the look on Theo's face is like, he knows he's fucked up. Well, excuse me, not fucked up, but uh, he knows he's in deep shit. She looks at Travis when she says it and throws the pills to him. She's like, yeah, you said you saw me drive off with the crawl last night, but when I get in my car this morning, the seat was so far back, I couldn't even reach the pedals. Carl's like, somebody big must have been driving. Like, yeah. And Becca is looking at Travis like, what the fuck? Because she knows that Travis was in charge of that bachelor party that he insisted on throwing for crawl. Carl turns to Theo and says, someone big must have been driving, huh, huh? And he makes some spitting tobacco sound. Uh, Walter turns to Theo and says, do you know anything about this? Theo, of course, like, oh, you want to pass those mashed potatoes? And, of course, Travis goes to get the potatoes, and Connie is like, you need to put those. Don't touch the potatoes. And Walter's like, yeah, the hell with the mashed potatoes. What the hell is going on? he says, you better speak up because your job depends on it. And you see Travis shaking his head no to Theo. Like, don't you say anything. Both Becca and Connie look at Theo like they've been 100% betrayed. He basically tells Walter that it was just a joke. That we took them out there and put them in the barn. I didn't think everybody was going to get so upset about it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Carl's like, so I didn't bone her. And Tracy's like, so he didn't bone me. And Becca's like, you didn't bone! Yeah, they didn't have sex. Travis breaks in with like, no, you wait a minute, you can't really. And Pappy finally speaks up like, oh, no, now you wait a minute. I am playing this clip because dang, Pappy's got a word to say to Travis. No, I really believe you. Wait a minute. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Travis, it really tweaks my melons here. Buff bro like crawl here get wheezed on by a greasy scumbag like you. Yes. So you just chill. <laughs> no. Travis, you just get out. Hey, you can't talk to me like no, that. No, but I can't. Good. Oh. Oh. Yes, crawl. Oh. Made you in karate for two semesters. Bam. <laughs> Appreciate your honesty, but you're fired. Yes! Right, boy, Junior. Hey, take your ass on out of here and take him with you. Yep. 
You take him. I don't work here anymore. He's gonna need a lot of food stamps. <laughs> I'll do it. Ugh, you are so low. <laughs> Tracy. Would you like to join us for dinner? Are, are you sure? Oh, definitely. Huh. Great. <laughs> Come on, sit down here, Tracy. We'll be real proud to have you join us for Thanksgiving. Now, how about having my future uh, uh, well, son-in-law carve up this bird for us? Oh, uh, wait. There's um, there's something that I, I need to tell you guys. See, Carl and I were never actually really uh, sure about the wedding date. So we're going to put things on hold for just a little bit, and we'll see how things develop. I can respect that. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of an idea. Hell of an idea. Yeah. <laughs> no use rushing into these things. All right, all right, all right. Enough of that. Yeah. Now, let's chow down here and munch on some grinding. <laughs> I love what Grandpappy said to Travis and how Becca stands up and says, you need to get out. And of course, Travis is like, you can't talk to me that way. And of course, Carl takes him from here like, ooh, in the gut. Ooh, right in the face. Ooh, right in the nuts. He is down for the count, Travis is. Walter fires Theo. Thank you. Thank you. And tells him to get Travis the hell out. And Theo throws down his napkin, stands up and says, you get him out of here. I don't work here anymore. Of course, Tracy's like, I'll do the honors. Throws the Letterman jacket on top of Travis's back and kicks him in the ass for good measure. Like, you are so fucking low. Of course, Tracy goes to leave, but the family's like, no, 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 Tracy, you, you sit down here with us and you have Thanksgiving with us. We would love to have you. And Walter surprises everybody, Crawl included, with having him, his future son-in-law, cut up the bird. This is a point where Becca finally stands up and says, look, um, I have to be honest with you. We weren't actually really. And Crawl takes Becca's hand and says, well, we weren't actually sure about the wedding date. But we just go back to school, see how things pan out, and we'll just go from there. And everyone's like, yeah, I can respect that. That's a hell of an idea. And I love Walter saying, all right, let's, mun let's uh, chow down and munch on some grindage oh, and I love it we see the family with a picture and it's just so sweet I love how Crawl just looks puffed up like a rooster and like that whatever it's like um like a, a purple handkerchief or whatever kind of out of the back almost looks like a rooster it's just it's really cool that is the episode, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. I had so much fun watching this movie. This is honestly such, to me, I mean, even though Thanksgiving doesn't happen till like, the end of the movie when they finally sit down, but it's the lead-up to Thanksgiving, that vacation, and just, just, Crawl being such a fish out of water, but I gotta say, Crawl is my favorite character, and I loved how eventually the family, he just won them over, and he just, he cares about them, and just helping them in, in different ways, and it's just, it's great. Kind of cool, I mean, 
it's been so long, but it might be interesting. Oh, but Grandpa and uh, Walter are gone, but um, I don't know. It'd just be interesting to have like a semi-sequel. I don't know, something. I just, it'd be cool to see where these characters ended up later on down the road. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think that they get married, but I do think that they stay really good friends. And I'm sure that, you know, the dad, when he passed, he left the farm to Zach and his family. But, guys, have a happy, wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. And enjoy this review. Bye-bye.